Tiger fans, show your pride on the road by purchasing an official State of Kansas Tiger Tag. The process is quick, easy, and your $30 license plate fee will support scholarships at Fort Hayes State University. Visit fhsualumni.com slash drive or contact the Alumni Association to learn more. Your car or truck isn't complete without a Fort Hayes State University Tiger Tag. Visit fhsualumni.com slash drive today. Go Tigers! Tonight is brought to you by Simpson Farm Enterprises. New and pre-owned sprayers and parts. Visit simpsonfarm.com. Simpson Farm Enterprises. Ransom Hayes, Great Ben Beloit, and Grand Island, Nebraska. And again, a reminder, you can always sync up our radio broadcast with the MIAA Network TV feed. All you have to do is tune in on the TuneIn app, pause your DVR at the opening kickoff or a specific big play, wait for the audio to catch up, sync them, and you can listen to our call along while watching the ball game on the MIAA Network feed. Tigers will be in all white tonight. Black numbers, gold trim, the black helmets with the gold Tiger logo on the side. Lopers in all blue, tops and bottoms, gold numbers trimmed in black. They've got the blue helmet, white face mask, and the white Loper logo on the side. So Fort A State will get the football first. It will be Junior Gonzalez, actually Kyle Failing, the uh, player from Port Orchard, Washington, South Kitsap High School. On the island, the Bainbridge Island area, kicking off for Nebraska Kearney, and we're ready to get this rivalry game under week, rivalry weekend here in the MIAA. It's a fluttering kick that goes out of bounds. He had the wind at his back, and he kicks it out of bounds, and Fort A State's going to get good starting field position to start the ball game. That wind is out of the southwest at about 20 to 25 miles per hour. It should drop off a little bit as... The evening goes along. John and I were down on the sideline earlier, and and some of the assistant coaches were remarking how it seems like it is windy every year when we come to Nebraska Kearney to play football. Well, you know what? You're right. The last time the Tigers here was a very windy night or windy day. Tigers won that in a couple of overtimes. Chance Fuller is at a quarterback. Chance starts. He was one of the captains out there for the coin toss. So Fort A State will have Chance Fuller, his first game since the Northwest Missouri State game to open the season. And he's got to hand it off to Tillis around the left side. Good blocking. Then they grab him by the waist and bring him down. But that'll be a four-yard gain on first down. Tackle was made by Jimmy Harrison. He's an inside linebacker from Hobbs, New Mexico. Went to New Mexico Military Institute. But a Gain of four on that first down run by the Tigers' Jaquan Tillis getting the start once again today and running back. Now they'll send four receivers in a bunch to the left, and now they'll shift out of it. It is Kyle Carmody, a tight end. Handoff Tillis around the right side. He can't break the edge. He's going to lose two yards. He runs into a wall of blue jerseys. Jalen Perkins leading the way. Perkins is their outstanding linebacker or outstanding um cornerback to come up and make that stop for the Lopers. And how soon do you go to get Chance Fuller a little rhythm? When Jack Dawson was the starting quarterback, it went run, run, pass, run, run, pass for the first several series. Well, here we go. He's in the shotgun. Fort A. State facing a third down and uh, long third down and eight. Fuller throws. He's got a man. It's caught by Calvin Stapp. It's a first down across the middle of the field to the 49 and Nebraska Kearney. What a bullet brought down by Atoa Fox, the linebacker, all the way up to the 50-yard line, and they complete 
the pass play on third down and eight as they fired up the field for 17 yards. Or good timing, too. That pass just a tad high, but Chance has always had that high velocity on his fastball. So it's a first and ten. The Tigers at midfield on their opening drive, moving from left to right. Fuller throws. He's got a man. It's caught. That snap again, a short gain as he's driven out of bounds around the 48-yard line. So he only picks up a couple. Trey O'Gwen, starting cornerback for the Lopers, in on that tackle for UNK. Forday State working with a little tempo here to start this one. Boy, big third down conversion for the Tigers here to start the ball game. And now they have it second down and eight from the Kearney 48-yard line of the opening possession of the game. Tigers in all white, Lopers in all blue here in Kearney. It's a draw play to Tillis. He's got some room. He's an ankle tackle away from breaking it, but he lunges forward right to the 40. That'll be a first down on an eight-yard gain. Second first down of the drive. Willie Fair, the transfer out of Azusa Pacific, the grad student out of Chula Vista, California, may have saved a touchdown. That is a big hole right up the gut. Yeah, he, he read the play well, but he picked the wrong hole to run to. If he picks the right one, he ends up getting a tackle for loss. Ramsey and the tight end Cure split to the near side. They're going to run a, fa- a trip. They hand it off, and Tillis runs into a loper and drives him backwards for about four yards to the 35-yard line. He picks up five. He actually tripped on Chance Full when he took the snap but was fortunate to keep his balance they're going to say his knee hit a little bit further back it was Otoa Fox who gets the tackle they're going to mark him down at the 37 yard line so it's only a three yard gain and it brings up a second down and about seven we'll say six yards to go a lot of people talk about the timing of the passing game. The timing of that running is big, too. Screen pass to Tillis in the left flat. He's at the 35. He runs into three lopers, stretches near the 30. He's close to a first down. They're going to say the knee hit at the 31. He'll get six. Darius Swanson in on that Nebraska Kearney tackle. They've got some pretty good all returning all-conference players on defense. Swanson was a first-team All-American strong safety out of Aurora, Colorado. Four-day state facing third down and two. They need to get it just inside the 30. And no offense to anybody that's played quarterback in the last three weeks. It feels like a different team with Chance Fuller at quarterback. And you can just sense the, the team, the calmness. Line unbalanced to the right. Handoff goes to Tillis. I don't think no. he got it. He's going to be about a yard short to the 31-yard line. Tigers try to run, and they're going to go for it here on fourth down, it appears. It was Grayson Blackman in on that tackle for the Lopers. Boys only got about a half a yard. We'll say the 31. Forday State facing fourth down. Probably a play Fort Hay State should have thought about checking out of. There were nine in the box and only seven Fort Hay State people to block. Tigers four of nine on fourth down this year. They're going to hand it off to Carmody, the tight end. They ran this in Maryville, and it's going to be a first down. They send the tight end in motion. Carmody takes the snap, and he just ran behind Senatuli Teahema all the way down to the 24-yard line. He picks up six, brought down by Sione Teafalele. It's a first down for Fort Hay State. Well, and you could see the reaction of the team after that play that was a juiced up offensive line they pretty much all looked at the sideline and they want to go they want to get this thing going 
Tigers down to the Loper 24 on the opening drive of the game. Fort A State has not scored on their opening possession all year. Only 13 points on their first three possessions. Empty backfield for Fuller. Time in the pocket. Throws across the middle. He's got a man. It's caught by Cure. He's inside the five. And the tight end down to the Loper two-yard line. It'll be a first and goal. Darius Swanson the tackle. Fort A State on a completion of 22. Has it first and goal inside the Farm Implement and Supply red zone. Farm Implement and Supply. Plainville and Colby, your local New Holland dealer. Nebraska Kearney only rushed three. The pocket was perfect, and then a blitzing linebacker came late. Chance stood right in there and got rid of it in time. A fourth down conversion and then a 22-yard pass completion to Leighton Cure, the longest reception in his career. Now it's first and goal inside the five. A quarterback draw by Fuller. His helmet comes off as he's knocked down at the one. And Forday State's going to have to bring in their backup, Jack Dawson, because Fuller's helmet came off. Yeah, no offense here to any of the backup quarterbacks. Hang on to the ball. That was the issue last week. <laughs> that was the issue last week, getting inside of the 10-yard line, even inside the 5-yard line, and losing the football. Jimmy, ja- Jimmy Harrison there on that tackle once again. Tigers have it inside the one. No score, nine and a half to go opening possession. They've got it inside the one-yard line. Soto in it, running back. He'll line up to the left of Dawson. In there for Fuller, whose helmet came off. They give it to Adrian, and Soto dives up the middle. Is he in? No indication yet. No, just short it appears. Just shy of the goal line. It'll be second and goal for Fort Hayes State. Well, think back a week ago, Gerard. Fort Hayes State at the end of the first half, getting down to the one. Didn't get in on two plays right at the end of the half. That's what the play that Budke got hurt on. Tigers never made it into the end zone. Lose by one point. Could have been four more. Dawson Brown in as a wide receiver. Two tight ends set with Cure and Carmody. No Budke so far. Fuller back in, hands it to Soto. He dives across the goal line. Touchdown, Fort A. State. A one-yard touchdown run by Adrian Soto. And for the first time all season, Fort A. State scores on their opening possession, and they lead the Lopers 6 to nothing with 8.47 to go in the first. Think about all the good that happened on that drive, including every single first down going forward for the, for the Tigers on that drive. So now they'll attempt the extra point. It'll be Manny Aguilar. Brown, the holder. There's a good snap. The kick is up. It's high, and it is through. And Fort A. State scores on their opening possession. That is big news. They've not done that all year. 7-0 Tigers with 8.47 to go in the first quarter. We have a timeout of the field. We will take it. You're listening to Fort A. State football on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PWC. Now, Fort A. State able to get on the board as they are able to drive and score on their opening possession. Adrian Soto with a one-yard touchdown run. Fort A. State with 13 plays on that drive, 13 plays, 65 yards. Remember, it was set up after a kick that went out of bounds. Six minutes and 13 seconds. That's the Tigers' longest offensive drive so far this season. And the Tigers have the early 7-0 lead here in Kearney in front of a big crowd here at Cope Stadium, Foster Field. There's the kickoff by Janke into that wind. It's going to be a short kick. It's going to be taken at the 10-yard line, brought up the far numbers, 15 out to about the 17. Pretty good coverage by Fort A. State. The kick wasn't real deep because of the wind, but that allowed the Tigers to get down there. It had pretty good hang time and good coverage on the kick return of Atoa Fox. Shane Watts in there on that four-day state tackle. So Nebraska Kearney will have their first possession of the night at their own 26-yard line, and 
for one of the few times this year they trailed in the first quarter at seven to nothing. T.J. Davis, second team All-American a year ago, two-time All-MIAA, the runner-up for the Harlan Hill. That's the Division II version of the Heisman Trophy. He lines up in the shotgun. He's got Kearns in the backfield. They're going to run an option to the near side. There's the pitch to Kearns. Turns the corner 30, gets chased out of bounds near the 35 and close to a loper first down. Simple option to the left, and they bring it out. They're going to say stepped out of bounds at about the 33-yard line, so a gain of seven. Mason Perez, who had a great game a week ago, the larded sophomore, makes the tackle. That's the perfect play for Nebraska Kearney because they got Perez on an island. Nobody was able to get to the outside from the line or the linebackers to help out, and that's a big gain every time for Nebraska Kearney. Tackling will be imperative tonight for Fort Hayes State. Hand off to Kearns, bounces out to the left. Tigers go at the knees and bring him down for a very little gain. They're going to give him progress to about the 38-yard line, maybe the or make that, yeah, the 36 or 34, Lake Heiberman in there to make that tackle. And it'll bring up a third down and two at the 34-yard line. That last run went to the 33, so it's a one-yard gain, and the Lopers on third down, just 16 of 42, 38% this year. Surprisingly, they have not been a real good third down team. Two receivers left, two to the right. Kearns, the running back, lines up left of the quarterback, Davis. And now they'll send a man in motion. That's Torres. They'll run the option with him. Keeper by Davis. He'll have the first down. Tigers give up about six, but they only need a two. It's a first down for UNK. Under Brown, the four-day state tackle. Well, you got to get more people to the line of attack or to the space that they're trying to run that option play to. And when T.J. Davis gets two-on-one, two offensive guys versus a cornerback, it's going to be positive yards every time. Bailey Torres split wide to the near side for UNK. Kearns the starting running back. Now Torres goes in motion. Shotgun formation. Not more of the pistol formation. They're going to run a pass. Davis fires it, and it's going to be incomplete, and it should be a penalty. Yeah. yeah. Travion, De- uh, Travion Mitchell tackled the intended target over there well before the ball got there. So, Fort A. State's going to be called for the pass interference penalty. Well, and I think Mitchell was just trying to simply time it out and just never got there. That's the threat, right? That's the threat of T.J. Davis. He's run all these options. He's run that belly read. Now he's running an option to the far side of the field. He's got a lot of room to use from the near hash to the far hash, and he can stop and throw at any point that he wants. And that's where the maturation of T.J. Davis has been over the last several years. So that'll move the ball inside Fort Hay State territory, and the Lopers have it first down. Tigers on top, 7-0. They score on the opening possession of the ball game here today on a 13-play drive. There's a play action, option play left by Davis. Tigers string it out. He pitches it late. Kearns up the near sideline, and he's got it down inside the 30. In fact, right at the 30 on a gain of 17. Mason Perez again the tackle. He was kind of out there on the island, and that time Davis pitched it. It's a lot like service academy football. Air Force beat Navy today, and you're seeing a lot of the same things you see there every year. Well, and, and you have to get some help out there. 
Right now, it is two-on-one on both edges, and everything running to the left of the offense, the right of the Fort Hayes State defense, is ending up in that one-on-one situation. Three straight plays of 10 or more for the Lopers. They've got it down to the Tiger 30. Two receivers right, tight end left, handoff up the middle. Kearns trying to tippy-toe his way, and he runs into a wall. Howard hit him first and then got some help, but he still picks up four down to the 26-yard line on that first down run. One of the few times they've run it up the middle, but it goes for positive yardage, and the Lopers face second and six on their first drive. They've got the win at their back, although they don't throw it as much. They've been 80% run this year. Last year, about 73% on the ground. The run up the middle by Nebraska Kearney is to keep the defense true. The, the touchdown the four-day state offense scored on the first possession is so big because it takes so long for teams to figure out how to defend the Kearney offense. One receiver to the right. Three bunch to the left. Keeper by Davis. He's got blocking. He's at the 20. Gets wrapped up, but he'll have the first down of the 19-yard line. There were a lot of Tigers there. Hazelhorse was there. Brown was there. And I think leading the way was Lake Heimerman. But progress down to the 19-yard line. It's a gain of seven. And it's a first down for UNK. They're inside the red zone on their first possession. I don't know if the game's going to continue at this pace, but there's going to be a lot of points scored tonight. Tigers are, or the uh, Carney Lopers are taking advantage of Gavin Hazelhorst. Gavin is diving down inside on those option plays to the outside. There is no outside contain right now. 5.07 to go first quarter. Tigers scored on their first drive. They lead 7-0. Three shift, two tight ends, and a wide out from the right side to the left side of the formation. Davis takes the shotgun snap, runs to his right. He's got a hole. He's at the 20, cuts back to the 10, and then gets gang tackled. They're going to say at the 11-yard line, but he picks up eight. It's Mason Perez and Lake Heimerman there on that tackle. But he first cut up. He had a huge hole. Tigers forced him back to the middle of the field and make the tackle at the 11, but it's a gain of eight, second down and two. Can you see what side they like to run to? Yeah. The left. Every single thing. They ran to the right one time. They lost two yards. They ran up the middle one time, gained four yards. Everything else is to the left. By the way, our first quarter brought to you by Bud Light. For the fans, enjoy an ice-cold Bud Light today, but please drink responsibly. 7-0 Tigers, but the Lopers have it down to the four-day state 11. Second down and two. They shift from right to left. Option play right side. They pitch it to Kearns. He turns the corner. He's at the five. He dives. He is in. It is a touchdown for Nebraska Kearney. He leapt from about the three-yard line and just kept the ball inside the pylon. It's an 11-yard touchdown run by Damian Kearns, the ball and high redshirt sophomore from Denver as he scores his first rushing touchdown of the year. That was an early pitch. And Fort A. State right now is not getting anybody to the outside. Everything that is happening is the speed of Carney getting to the edge, and then it's just two on one, and it's putting the cornerbacks on an island with absolutely no help. Junior Gonzalez will attempt the extra point, a line drive kick, and he got it through the left upright. So it's seven to seven, each team with two impressive scoring drives on the opening drives of the game. Our first quarter brought to you by BTI, your John Deere dealer, Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie, Nest City, and Pratt, BTI, our family in partnership with your family. Back in a minute on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. Well, the Nebraska Carney Lopers come right back and answer Fort A State scoring drive with one of their own. Lopers go nine plays, 74 yards with 4.09 to go. 
here in the first quarter. We are deadlocked at seven. There's the kick from failing. It'll be deep, and it's going to go over the head of uh, return man Deontay Wilson and out of the back of the end zone. So, Florida State will start their second possession at the 25. Their first possession started at their 35 because the kick went out of bounds. And on that first possession, every first down play gained positive yardage. So the key to the game, as we've talked about for years now, what do you do on first down to put set yourself up for more success on second and third? That was a four-and-a-half-minute drive by the Lopers. Tigers had a six-plus-minute drive on their opening possession. Tillis will switch and line up right of Fuller, getting the start tonight. They give it to Tillis, runs up the middle, then runs into a wall of Lopers for a short gain. They're going to give him progress close to the 33. We'll say the 30 or the 27-yard uh, line, a two-yard gain on that first down run. It was J.C. Nutter, another all-conference two-time honorable mention pick. In the MIAA, in on that tackle out of Thedford, Nebraska. It's a little over two yards, second down and eight. Four-day State's second possession. Into the wind, going from left to right, north to south here at Cope Stadium. Foster Field, Fuller, play action, throws. It's caught by his tight end. And uh, Cure catches, then tries to break out of a tackle, only gets a yard to the 28-yard line. Carney had that one well defended. They had quite a few guys over there to make that stop. And now it's going to bring up a third down and seven from the Tigers' own 33-yard line. Tied at seven with 3.15 to go here in the first quarter. Problem is you got 5'9", 150, Dawson Brown trying to block yeah. 6'2", 215 linebacker, and it just doesn't work. Empty backfield as Tillis lines up as a wide receiver here to the right side. Full of the throw downfield. He's got a man. It's caught. Cure took a big-time hit, and then the ball popped out at the very end. They're going to say he caught it, and he was down on the ground. The initial indication is a pass completion. He caught it, hit the deck, and they say completion to the 41-yard line. Darius Swanson had a big-time hit, but the Tigers completed for 13, and it's a first down. Now, Fort A. State needs to hurry up and get a playoff here. Yeah. Don't give Nebraska Carney the opportunity to think about challenging this. He had it in his hands. And it looked like it rolled out late after the play, and the Tigers quickly back to the line of scrimmage now for a first down play. Tillis lines up right, a fuller in the backfield, gets the carry up the middle, nothing there. In fact, he's going to maybe get back to the line of scrimmage. He just ran into a big-time wall of lopers. Tell Spies on the stop for Nebraska Kearney. Spice is another good one. A redshirt senior out of Mullen, Nebraska, transfer from South Dakota. We'll say no gain. Second down and nine, second down at ten for Fort A. State. Their second possession. We're tied at seven late in the first. Full of the throw. Blopers blitz. Tigers pick it up. He's going deep downfield. It's going to be incomplete. Oh. oh man, Tillis had it. He had the inside leverage on a much taller Armani Webster, who's six one, and Tillis had it in his hands, but he couldn't make the catch. It goes incomplete. That was a good throw from Fuller. And that was Deontay Wilson. Oh, excuse me, Wilson. Uh, yep, you're right. Eighty-two, not twenty-eight. And that's the first time we've seen. Wilson's speed. That's the that's the, the the plays against a nationally ranked team that you have to make. Colin Kreitzer in. He's a wide receiver along with Dawson Brown to the left. Ramsey here to the right. Full of the shotgun snap. Steps up in the pocket under pressure. He's going down. Chance sacked for the first time tonight. Back of the 38-yard line. He'll lose four. 
Ben Israel and Grayson Blackman in there to make that tackle for North, for the Lopers. And then Fort A State turned away on third down. And again, it comes after they had the ball in their hands on a deep pass. They couldn't bring in. It would have been a been inside the 20, and now they'll have to punt for the first time. Well, and the issue is that Nebraska Kearney rushed four. They were able to drop seven, and they got all that pressure into Chance Fuller's lap. Ethan Sausson to punt into the wind, and he gets a line drive, low kick, takes a Tiger bounce inside the 25. It'll roll inside the 20 and go all the way down to about the 16-yard line. That ends up being a 47-yard punt. Good job by Sausson to keep it low into that wind. Got a great bounce all the way down to the 16, and now the Lopers get it back for the second time. Tied at 7 after giving up a long scoring drive to start the game. The Loper defense forces Fort A State to punt, and we're tied at 7 with a minute 18 to go here in quarter number 1. And you gotta, you got to force some sort of pressure into the backfield. You've got to be able to get the, um, the defensive line uh, in action here a little bit, and there cannot be so many two-on-one uh, options to the outside against Fort Hay State. And our first quarter brought to you by Bud Light. For the fans, enjoy an ice cold Bud Light today, but please do so responsibly. There's going to be a handoff for the Lopers. And no, it's going to be a play action. They're going to go deep. They've got a man open. It's going to be broken up at the last minute. And they're going to call the Tigers for pass interference. Hunter Brown broke it up, and they said he got a little bit too close and a little bit too early to Bailey Torres. That'll be Fort Hay State's second Pass interference penalty of the game. Yeah, and and Hunter bit. He got caught looking into the backfield. Defense got deep on, or the wide receiver got deep on him, and there was just nothing nothing he could do about it. It's, it's probably the best thing he did was go ahead and, and create contact. If you time it out well, it's an incomplete pass. If you don't, you give up 15 yards and not a potential touchdown. That's twice on first down, too. The Fort A State has been beat on a pass interference call. So first down via the penalty for Nebraska. Carney moves it out to their own 31-yard line. 7-7 tie, 109 to go in the first quarter. Big crowd here in Kearney to watch the Tigers and Lopers. Pretty good group of Tiger fans across the way on a warm evening. There's a handoff to Kurtz, bounces out to the right, then gets his ankles taken out from under him, but not before crossing the 35-yard line. Travion Mitchell, who had one of the earlier pass interference penalties, gets the stop for Fort A. State at the 35. So it's a four-yard gain, second down and six for UNK. Going from right to left and all blue tonight. Lopers 3-1, and one, ranked 23rd in the country. They were ranked 12th in the country when the two met in that memorable comeback win in Hayes last year. 30 seconds and counting here in the first. Kearns in motion out of the backfield. It's going to be a keeper by Davis. Bounces out to the left. Looks for a block. Not a whole lot of room. Tigers stretched it out and forced him out of bounds at about the 37. Maybe the 38. We're going to say the 39. So he ends up getting four. Makes this a second down and two, which is... Or second down and three. Well, excuse me, third down and two for UNK. That was really close to a blindside block by one of the... Uh, running back, Damian Kearns. Kearns. Yeah. Uh, Hunter Brown was making his way over there, and Kearns kind of just threw his shoulder at him, and Carney's going to take this to the second quarter. That was really close to a blindside block. So the Lopers will have it third down and two when we return. Very entertaining first quarter here at Cope Stadium, Foster Field. Tigers 7, Lopers 7. We're back after this timeout of the Tigers Sports Network, built by PWC. 
Kearney 7. We get set to start the second quarter. Real quick downstairs to Jonathan Zweigert, this Pets Lawn and Landscaping sideline update. Guys, big start to the ball game for the Tigers on that fourth down. Coach Brown was leading the, the cheer, and they were uh, everybody was really fired up on the sideline. Now that we've been a quarter into it, see if they can keep up that intensity. All right, sideline updates brought to you by Pets Lawn and Landscaping, commercial and residential lawn care, landscaping, and outdoor lighting. Go to their Facebook page to see some of their work at Pets Lawn and Landscaping. Third down and two for the Lopers from their own 39-yard line. A low snap. Keeper by Davis. Stretches here to the near side. Tigers try to bring him down, and they do. He's going to lose a yard. Back to the 38-yard line. It's a great pursuit by Mason Perez, who got his ankle, and the Lopers will face fourth down and three. And what will they do? It looks like they may bring the punt team on. Well, It's one of the few times you can run down their quarterback, T.J. Davis. And that snap threw everything off because then there was no threat that he actually handed it off to Kearns, who was going through the backfield. The ball moves back to the 38, so it's a good fourth down and three, and they'll bring in their punter, Hunter Kraus, who stands back inside the 25, kicks it into the wind, a wobbly kick that lands at the 30 and then bounces out. Alex Schramer was there to return it, but he let it go. Not a great punt. They're going to say out of bounds at about the 26-yard line, so only a 37-yard punt, and Fort A. State gets a stop defensively. They stop the Lopers on third and short, and we have a timeout. Hey, your team will look like champions with apparel from Redeem Designs on Vine and Hayes. Whether it's on the field or in the office, let Redeem's team work for you. 2204 Vine and Hayes, great design delivered. Back in a minute on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. Quarter brought to you by Cutwater Bar Quality Cocktails, ready to drink on game day. Enjoy a Cutwater canned cocktail today, and remember to always drink responsibly. Third possession for the Tigers after they stop the Lopers on third and short. It'll start at their own 26-yard line. Tigers now from right to left, south to north. They hand it off to the backfield to Tillis, a stutter step, crosses the 30 and bursts out to about the 33-yard line. Boy, he got stopped and planted and cut outside. And Forde State able to get pretty good yards, about seven on first down. Tackle for Nebraska Carney made by Jimmy Harrison. We're going to say his knee hit at the 33, so it's a gain of seven. Second down and a long three for Forde State. The second time Tigers look like they're going to break one wide open and an ankle tackle saved a touchdown. Three receivers to the right, one here to the left. Fuller throws. It's going to be caught by Ramsey. Breaks out of a tackle. He's got a first down across the 40 and up to about the 43, we'll say the 44-yard line. Ramsey goes for seven. Tackle by Darius Swanson for Nebraska Kearney. Their first-team All-American safety. But Manny Ramsey's first completion, first catch of the night, good enough for a first down. Darius Swanson's a dude. Yeah. He is so good, yeah, and it's really enjoyable to watch him play. Again, one of those guys that I wish I didn't have to watch him play against Fort Hastings. First and ten Tigers out to their own 44. We're tied at seven early in the second quarter. Fuller gets in the start tonight, hands it off to Tilla. starts left, now bounces back. He's got a first, near a first down as he crosses the 50 and down to the Loper 47, Trey O'Gwen. Calling a lot of safeties in on tackles. They're going to say he's down at the 47-yard line. So a good gain of nine on first down for Fort A. State. It'll be second and one. So that play had both Adrian Soto and Tillis in the backfield on the sides of uh, the quarterback, Chance Fuller. It, it splits the attention 
of the linebackers. Soto dealing with a bit of a hip injury he suffered a week ago, but he's played tonight. Here's Tillis again. No, a keeper by Fuller. Oh, man, he took a hard hit as he dives back to the line of scrimmage. Chance coming off that knee injury, and that was a designed quarterback run. He took a hit as he dove forward. No gain. Now it's third down and one. Tigers are three for five on third down so far. Moving past the bottom of the hour, we'll call for an ID after this play. Manny Ramsey is in. He'll be split to the left. Now, Fort A. State has Kreitzer, Tillis out of the backfield. Four wide receivers, two of them tight ends. They run a screen pass for Tillis. It won't go anywhere. He had a jump to catch it. He's brought down back at the 49. It'll be a loss of four on third and one, and Fort A. State's going to have to punt it away. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is Fort A. State football. Now the Lopers blow up the screen pass. Tigers lose three on third and one, and Ethan Sasson who had a 47-yard punt earlier, will punt this one away. Good kick, high and end over end. It'll land inside the 10. Roll down and beat. Oh, they don't down it. They had it in their hands, and it rolls into the end zone. Fort A. State was about to down it at the one-yard line, but it slipped through the fingertips of Alex Schramer. And now the Lopers will get at the 20-yard line. Well, and those are the little things we talked about in the pregame show. Second and one, not converting for the first down. Third and one, not converting for the first down. Not pinning Carney at the one-yard line. It's the little things that have cost Fort Hay State in this one-and-three start. Your life has a story, and Golden Belt Bank wants to get to know that story. It's banking one story at a time. Golden Belt Bank of Ames and Ellis. Visit them at goldenbeltbank.com. Third possession for the Lopers. Starts at their own 20. We're tied at 7. Handoff goes to Montrez Jackson, and he gets spun around, but picks up about 5 yards of the 25-yard line. Hunter Brown in on that tackle for Fort A. State. Jackson out of Trenton, Florida. A COVID senior in his sixth year. He was a second-team All-MIAA All-Purpose back behind first team all MIAA all-purpose back from Fort A. State, Adrian Soto. We'll say it just a little over five yards, just across the 25-yard line. Second down and five for UNK. 10.50 and counting, second quarter. Each team scoring on their opening possession, but now so far stops by the defenses. Four down lineman for Fort Hay State. Davis in the shotgun, starts to his right, now to his left, and he's going down. Back of the 21-yard line. He'll lose four. Four-day state with a quarterback sack. It's Jeremiah Jackson Trotter, his MIAA leading sixth sack of the year. Davis turned to his left, and I'm not sure if it was a busted play, and then came back to his right, and by that time, Jeremiah Jackson Trotter was there to blow it up. Four-day state with that three defensive end look, Menges. Hazel Horse and Jackson Trotter along with Colin Crispin Gorley. Excuse me, that is um, Octavius Bowie out there right now. Judging by the sideline and the conversation with players and coaches, there are half the players that didn't know the right play. Third down and nine for the Lopers from their own 21-yard line. Play action. Davis, they set up a screen pass. It's going to be caught by Jackson, and he gets ankle tackled the 22-yard line. Great open field stop by Travion Mitchell. It was going to be a first down. If Mitchell doesn't make the ankle tackle, he does for a gain of only two, and the Lopers will go three and out for the first time today. It was a convoy out in front of the running back, and I think that's the play they were trying to run prior to that. It's just that Fort Hay State got so deep on that on the penetration that they ended up getting the stop well how big is it have Travion back in that secondary hurt in the scrimmage and didn't play until two weeks ago 
Snap comes back to the punter. Kraus gets away a booming kick. It'll land at the 45. Tigers will let it go. It'll bounce inside the 35 and all the way down to the 32-yard line. So it ends up being a 45-yard punt. And now the Lopers will have it, or the Tigers will get it back first and 10. Brant went for the block, and it looked like maybe he got the punter. And the UNK sideline is incensed right now. The head official came out to the sideline and told the coach to back up and started reaching for his flag. I don't know if it was a, if he caught him or not. Maybe we can hear from John after the break. We've got a timeout, 9.06 to go here in the second quarter. 7-7, the Tigers and Lopers on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PWC. Down Tigers from their own 32 after a three and out. Four days into pistol. Tillis behind Fuller. Snap comes back to Chance. Play action. Now rolls to his left. He lets it go downfield. Looking for Dave for a Brown. And a little bit too far and over the head of Dawson Brown. The transfer from Alabama, Birmingham. Never really had a chance to catch that one. It was in the landing out of bounds. Tigers, a little bit different formation there in the pistol. Did the play action. It goes incomplete. They've taken a couple of chances deep. The first one was dropped in the hands of... Dante Wilson. Second down and 10. 7 7 tie just inside nine minutes to go until halftime. Hand off to Tillis and he's blown up in the backfield by Jaden Swink, the Scottsdale, Arizona sophomore, the transfer from Arkansas Pine Bluff, back of the 28 yard line. The, and now it's third down and 13. The Kearney offense, or defense has zero respect for the Tiger yeah. passing game. They are playing run, and they are coming downhill at the run. In fact, it, it'd be easy to say that maybe this Kearney defense doesn't really have any respect for the offense at all right now. Third down and 13. Fort A State for their own 29-yard line. The tight end here goes in motion from left to right. Snap to Fuller with an empty backfield. He throws downfield. It's going to be caught by Ramsey. A first down across the 45 and up to the 46-yard line. Another big catch for Manny that results in a first down. Jalen Perkins, the cornerback out of Omaha by way of Iowa Western, the tackle. But that's a 13-yard completion on third down and back out a 14-yard completion on third down and 13. And a good job for Ramsey to understand where the sticks were. So as soon as he made that catch, he reversed field and headed back up so he could get past the first down marker. We're going to give him 17 at the 46-yard line. Here's that two-back set. Soto and Tillis flanking the quarterback. They give to Tillis. He tries to cut it around the edge and gets taken around, taken down for a short gain of about two, trying to run around that right side of Hessing and Chris Strotter. Trey O'Gwen. He went to New Mexico Military Institute. He's out of Pieria, Arizona. Quite a few guys from New Mexico Military. Of course, remember, Loper head coach Josh Lynn coached at Eastern New Mexico before he came here. Fort Hay State beat them down in the Champs Heart of Texas Bowl. And Jacob Tigers, Missouri in that game. Tigers have somebody down after that play, Gerard, over on their sideline. That was and, a two-yard gain. And, and over behind. Yeah. And the trainer's immediately over there. In fact, the officials stopped play for an injury timeout. And we're having some wireless issues with Jonathan on the sideline. We'll try to figure out who that is. It's just beyond the chain markers. That was a gain of only a couple. Second down and eight. The Tigers at the their own 48-yard line. Tied at seven with 7.35 to go in the second. 
Three receivers left. Two to the right. It's an empty backfield for Fuller playing in his first game since the opener against Northwest Missouri State. Slaps the hands. Drops back to pass. He's got time. Throws it across the middle. Great catch by Brown. And it's going to be a first down by Dawson Brown. And he took a big time hit but holds on to it at the Nebraska Kearney 36. J.C. Nutter the tackle. But he picks up 12 and a first down. The player injured earlier was Jaquan Tillis, the running back for Fort Hayes State. So he's still on the sideline. And that time, Carney only rushed three players. Soto in it, running back. He is going to be a pass play, caught on the side by Brown. Short gain of about three, maybe four. Let's see where they mark him out. The 32-yard line, Siona to a Falele on the tackle for UNK at the 33-yard line. So it's a gain of three on that short, quick pass. And we're starting to see a little bit more of Dawson Brown out of Kennesaw, Georgia. Went to junior college in Mississippi. Went to uh, his freshman year in Western Carolina and redshirted. Ended up at UAB but never played for the Blazers. Soto to the left of Fuller. Gets the carry. Bounces out to the left. He's inside the 30. Down to the 29. And then runs into a wall of blue jerseys. Ball came out. Ball came out. Oh, boy. Lopers say they have it. It was barely not. It was ripped out by Nebraska Kearney's Baylor Helmuth. And you, you know that they're going after the oh, football man, yeah. after last week. I think the officials had blown the play dead because of lack of progress, but that was close. And Jaquan Tillis injured earlier on this drive, and he has not returned since. Soto, the running back, starts to the left. Now lines up right of Fuller in the shotgun. It's third down and three. High snap. Fuller bobbles. He throws it. Looking for Soto. Goes up. It's batted high into the air, and it's intercepted off the deflection. Picked off by Trey O'Gwen. He's up the Tiger sideline to the 40, to the 45, and then hit out of bounds by center Teahome. Senatuli Teohema. How was that? There was a lot of contact on that pass. That's the same contact that Fort Hay State has been called twice for on pass interference. It got batted high into the air, and O'Gwen intercepted off the deflection, and Nebraska Kearney's going to start at their own 43-yard line. Well, there was a lot of contact, but apparently no flag. They tried to run that wheel route to Soto that has worked so many times, but that time the Lopers batted it high into the air. Wait a minute, gone off the helmet of one of the Lopers, then went high into the air, and O'Gwen with the interception. So a turnover for Fort Hay State. That's their third, uh, Lopers' third takeaway. And now the Tigers knock the ball free. Are they going to rule him down? They're going to say down by contact. A running play that blows up for a negative gain. That was um, a new running back in there, Jamal Joseph and Gavin Hazelhorse with a tackle for loss back of the 41. It's a loss of two as Jamal Joseph is rudely introduced by Gavin Hazelhorse on his first carry of the night. Well, if they called that down by contact, that's a bad call. Now, yeah. Carney recovered the football Maybe anyway. Maybe that's what it was. But yeah, that was definitely not down by contact. Gavin almost took the handoff. Lopers lose two. It's second down. So the last two plays have gone for negative yards. Hand off to Joseph, and he's hit the line of scrimmage. Lunges forward. Gains back the loss yardage. Maybe one to the 43. Jeremiah Jackson Trotter in on that tackle. They're going to say the 43. So he gets the two back that he lost earlier. And now it's third down and 10 for Nebraska Kearney. So far tonight, the Lopers are one for three on third down. And we mentioned coming into the game, just 38% conversion rate on third down that's ninth out of 
12 teams in the MIAA. The Tigers have three defensive ends in right now, so Gavin Hazelhorst is the defensive tackle. We've seen that a lot this year, last, last two games. Third down and 10 for the Lopers. Torres, a wide receiver, comes in motion. He'll have three receivers to the right. Davis rolling to the right. He steps up the throw, going deep downfield. He's looking for Torres. It's going to be short and incomplete. Coverage provided downfield by Ty Cooper. Forte State without Tyler Cummings tonight. He was injured in practice this week, and Ty Cooper did a good job of staying with the receiver. Getting that pass into the win, and it was well short, and Nebraska Kearney three and out for the second consecutive possession. Yeah, big time by the defense, and it all got set up by putting him negative on first down. Boy, you say that all the time, how crucial that is. That might be the biggest play in football, first down. Fourth down and 10. Schramer back inside the 20. High snap, but the punt is away. High and booming. It's a good kick. Schramer backpedaling, and he fair catches it at about the 15-yard line. That'll be a 42-yard punt into the win, which has subsided a little bit since the start of the game. Our second quarter brought to you by Cutwater Bar Quality Cocktails, ready to drink on game day. Enjoy a Cutwater cocktail today, and remember to please drink responsibly. Tigers have it. At their own 15-yard line, the defense gets the stop after the interception off the deflection. Megan off the helmet of a loper that was picked off by O'Gwen. Four-day State, that is their 11th giveaway. They are next to last and near the bottom of Division Two in giveaways. 7-7 tie, a little over four minutes to go here in the second. Fuller hands it off to Soto, dancing up the middle. Not a lot of room. It's about two, maybe three. There's several lopers in there on that tackle, but I think it was Jaden Swink, the first one to hit him. About a two-yard gain, second down at eight to the 17 on a run by Adrian Soto. Again, an injury on the last possession. Jaquan Tillis on the sideline was hurt and has not returned. He was doing some sprints on the sideline so at one point, trying to work out whatever it is. We may see him back in. Deontay Wilson split wide to the left. And the Tigers going to run a screen play for Wilson. He has it at the 15, then gets hit by two lopers and taken down at about the 17-yard line. Boy, there's not a whole lot of room there leading that charge. Armani Webster, he's a good one. Webster out of Chicago. They've got quite a few Chicago guys. They're going to give him progress to about the 19. So it's a two-yard gain, and Fort A. State looking at third down and seven. Tigers Tigers. are four for eight on third down, but their last two short ones, third and one, they lost three yards, third and three through an interception. Soto lines up to the left of Fuller. Wilson is left in the formation. Two receivers right, Stapp and Manny Ramsey. Now they snap it back to Fuller. He has time. He's going downfield for Wilson, and he can't make the catch. Well, there was a lot of jostling. Wilson saying he was grabbing my arm. You can see he's trying to pull his right arm through, and it wouldn't go because it was grabbed by a Webster, but they don't throw the flag. It's incomplete, and Fort A. State goes three and out. Wilson didn't stop running on his own. He didn't just check up because he thought the play was over. He was going after the ball, and he got grabbed. That's two deep passes in a row. But Nebraska Kearney starting to show a tendency. On third down, they're bringing heat, and a lot of it. And Fort Hay State has got to catch them in it. So the Tigers will have to punt. This time back inside the five for Ethan Sausen. The Lopers come after it, and Ethan gets it away. Oh, it may have been tipped. It's going to float out of bounds at the 46-yard 40, 40, uh, line. I'm not sure if that got touched or not. Not a great punt. 
Goes out of bounds at the 46, a 37-yard punt, and Nebraska Kearney with 2.40 to go here in the second quarter is going to have good field position. They're going to start in plus territory at the Tiger 46-yard line. They were coming after that one, and Sawson had to get rid of it in a hurry. Fort A. State has missed a huge opportunity in this first half. You have the ball in the red zone. You're kicking a field goal. You got one of the best field goal uh, kickers in the MIAA, and he never even got a chance through the interception. And then fourth, a uh, third down and short, and you don't convert on third and th- uh, third and one by losing yards near midfield. Now the Lopers have it in Tiger territory. They've gone three and out their last two possessions. They handed up the middle, and that's going to be Zane Schwang. Schwang out of Waverly, Nebraska, redshirt freshman. It's about three yards to the 43-yard line. Miles Menges in on that Fort Hayes State stop. Positive yards on first down for Nebraska Kearney down to 220 and counting. We're tied at seven. Both teams scoring on their opening possession. and It's become a defensive battle since. I always thought the, the ultimate shot of respect in football is when they run plays away from you. That's the first one that went to Mingus. It's going to be a handoff to Schwang again, and the Tigers wrap him up and bring him down. Mikel Williams, the linebacker, filling on run coverage. Brings him down for a short gain at about the 43, maybe the 42. They unpile it. They give him one yard to the 42, and Nebraska Kearney in third down long, third down and seven. Good defense there. We haven't seen Davis keep the ball here the last couple of possessions. They've been handing it off. Zhuang will line up to his left. Shotgun formation. Now they'll look to the sideline. Tigers have those three down defensive linemen. And now the Lopers call a timeout with 11 on the play clock. You brought that up about Davis, and he hasn't really done much. And and, and he'll take off again here at some point. But he got sacked, and he got piled up on. Mm-hmm. There were uh, three Tigers there, and then on top of them, one of the one of the uh, either linemen or the, the tight ends. So I don't know maybe if he got rolled up on a little bit or feeling the effects of that. But you're right. It has been straight handoffs. They haven't even really run that option. The only time that they did roll him out, it was to try to pass the ball deep. And they haven't done much with him since. But you know it's a matter of time until they look at doing it again. You know, Chris Brown has harped on physicality. Last week we saw it, and we're seeing it again today. The most physical four-day state has played all year, both offensively and defensively. It took him a play. It took him a drive yeah. uh, to, to figure it out on, on the first drive. They really needed to, uh, to, to pick that level up. The defensive line is doing a lot better through this second quarter. But you feel like that Fort Hayes State has kind of left the door wide open. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, you have a chance, easy, I say easy chance. There was a chance to put points on the board because of at least kicking a field goal and having the lead. And then you get Fort Hayes State having to kick off to start the second half. This third and six yeah. is huge. Big crowd here tonight, boy. Fans along the railing behind that south end zone. The student section is almost full. Their end zone seats beyond the north end zone. Come to a lot of times when we come here and it's not a big crowd. The Huskers are playing probably helps they're not very good but boy it used to be with nebraska was playing nobody came to the lopers game i guess you make the playoffs and you're three and one and nationally ranked that changes things third down and we'll say about seven for carney play action davis being chased again steps up hit as he throws and he throws it away gavin hazelhorst got to the quarterback forces the incomplete pass it's another three and out for nebraska carney their third consecutive here in the second quarter Gavin Hazelhorst provides something that no other defensive end in the league provides, and that is elite speed. Mm-hmm. Linebacker slash cornerback type of speed. 
and Davis is rolling out, and in your clock, when you're rolling out, you have so much time to get rid of the ball. And Gavin Hazelhorse is breathing down your neck in half that time. So the Tigers force another three and out, and the Lopers will punt. It's a short punt. It's going to land inside the 20. Tigers let it roll inside the about inside the 15 down to about the 13-yard line. So it's a 29-yard punt, but it's a good one. It pins the Tigers deep, and it's almost like shooting a basketball but not following through. That's kind of what those Hunter Kraus punts are, but he got the result he wanted. Four-day state pin back at their own 13-yard line. There's a minute 13 to go here until halftime. Four-day state has... All three of their timeouts remaining. How aggressive do they get here in a 7-7 tie? Carney has two timeouts, so at minimum, Forte State would love to get a first down here and not give the ball back to UNK. Three receivers split to the left, tight end right side for Fuller. Soto's the running back. Chance is going to throw. He's inside the five, zips it downfield. It's intercepted, threw it short, picked off by Darius Swanson. He's at the 20, he's at the 10, and taken down at the eight-yard line. Exactly what you didn't want to have happen. That's back, or two interceptions in this first half by Chance Fuller. And Nebraska, Cardi has the ball inside the 10-yard line with a 7-7 tie. The worst-case scenario is that they score. The second worst is that they did exactly what they got, and that's at the 5-yard line. Chance never saw him. Chance never saw Swanson underneath. He thought he had the post route open. And if he puts some air on it, he has it over the top of the safety, and it's a chance for six. Third interception this year for Darius Swanson, the first-team All-American strong safety out of Aurora, Colorado. And now the Lopers have it first and goal at the Fort Hay State six-yard line, trying to break the 7-7 tie. Davis has got to stretch it to the right side. Tigers stretch him to the sideline and bring him down out of bounds inside the five at about the three. Tigers stretch that play out. He'll pick up a few yards. It'll be second and goal. Mikel Williams on that Fort A State stop. But two more giveaways by Fort A State, and that's been an epidemic problem all year. Well, and, and the offense has got to get it figured out. The defense is forcing oh, three and outs. Defense is playing and, phenomenal. And, and the last one ended up, the last three and out is when Carney started on the Tiger 46-yard line. Lopers lead the conference in rushing. One of the top overall total offensive teams in the nation. Four-day State's held him in check. We're tied at seven. There's going to be a handoff to Kurz. No, it's Davis. He faked the handoff, and T.J. Davis takes it in on a three-yard touchdown run. And the Lopers take advantage of the turnover, and they now have a 13-7 lead with 52 seconds left in the second and will get the ball to start the third quarter. For T.J. Davis, that is career rushing touchdown, number 48, a Nebraska Kearney team record. Wow. Fort A. State's played so well, but they're going to be down at halftime. And Carney will get the ball to start yes, the second feels half. Feels a lot like the game against Northwest, doesn't it? There's a low snap. The extra point, though, is away and good. So Nebraska Carney now leads it 14-7. They take advantage of the Fort A. State interception. And Fort A. State has now given up 37 points off of 12 turnovers this year. And you think about the points that they've given up, where the offense is getting to set up shop. They're doing it at the five-yard line. They're doing it deep into Fort Hay State territory. And I know this the stat goes against the Tiger defense. It's not 
this the, the seven points no, on yeah. the board aren't because of Fort Hastings defense. Loper's got it to six. They'll they'll take the blame because that's what defensive guys do. Yeah, we should have stopped them. But Fort Hastings should have scored a field goal minimum, driving the ball through an interception. You have third and one at midfield, and you lose four yards on a, on a third and one on a swing out pass, where there was more guys ta- to tackle than there were more guys to block. So it's 14-7, Carney. 52 seconds left here in the second quarter. And uh, that was really the first big mistake in the game. The defense had forced three straight three and outs. Tigers had it inside the 15 and throw the interception. They were aggressive. They tried to go downfield. But as you said, Chance Fuller never saw the All-American Darius Swanson who got his third interception of the year. And now the Lopers have a 14-7 lead with inside a minute to go. Line drive kick. It's going to go over the head of Dawson Brown. It's going to be fielded by Wilson. He's at the 20. Gets spun around and hit hard right there at the 20-yard line. That's where Fort Hayes will have it with 47 seconds to go here until halftime. You don't really mind Wilson taking that because he did it on the run. It's a low-line drive kick, so the special teams for Carney shouldn't have time, shouldn't have time to be able to get into their lanes. But they are just more disciplined than what the uh, the kick the kicker allowed them to be. So Fortes has it first down and 10, their own 20-yard line with 47 seconds left. Three wide receivers to the left. One split off to the right. Fuller's going to throw on first down. Zips it. It's caught by Ramsey. Tries to break out of a tackle. He's all the way up to the 40. A 20-yard pass completion to Manny Ramsey. And did he get out of bounds? I think he did with 47 seconds left. Gabriel Amagotcher on that tackle. But we're going to say the 39-yard line. They they do wind the clock. And the Tigers have three timeouts. That ends up being a 19-yard pass completion on first down. Fuller from the shotgun across the middle. Ramsey again. He's got a first down inside the 50 and down to the Nebraska Kearney 46-yard line. Four-day state with a full complement of timeouts. They're not taking it easy here with 24 seconds left, trying to get at least in the field goal range. Fuller with a snap, and now a whistle is blown. Yeah. Four-day state start. may not have been set. Yep, five yards. Little things, little things. You're driving. You're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And the Tigers not using their timeouts. They've taken 21 seconds off the clock. So instead of Tuli, Teahima, the center for the false start. Senatuli's going over the official and going, how am I the one that is getting called for a false start? They called that a, a snap infraction, and he moved the ball. He went to the official to kind of get a clarification. That'll move it well, back to the 48-yard line of uh, the, the Tigers' own. And the Tigers will take a timeout to avoid any sort of runoff. But the official that he's going to talk to is not the official who called the play the or called the penalty. That came from the Fort Hay State sideline where there's been all of the flags thrown from yeah, today. That's kind of interesting. You're right. 19 seconds to go here in the second. 14-7, Carney. They took the lead after the interception. Join us at halftime. Jonathan Zweigert will be up here to run down some scores, update you on what's happening around the MIAA. Unfortunately, we're having some difficulty with the sideline reception tonight. Again, we were told the reason they've switched radio booths from where it originally was designed because the coaches couldn't talk to each other for the same problem. We understand why. So we apologize for that. Nebraska Kearney has the lead on 83 yards of offense. Wow. 22 plays, 83 yards by Kearney offense. Fort Hayes State, 38 plays, 178. Averaging better. Every statistical category. In the favor of Fort Hay State right now, minus one. And that was the turnover that resulted in points. Tigers have outscored their opponents for the season. Yet they're one and three. 
14-7, Carney, 19 seconds left. First and 15 now from their own 48. Fuller with time in the pocket, zips it downfield. It's going to be caught by Ramsey once again. He's back to the 45. He'll gain the penalty yardage in one. They're going to say the 46, and it's four-day state called another timeout. Yeah, they do. With but eight seconds they, left. They wasted four seconds trying to get up to the line with two timeouts still in your pocket. The, the, the best scenario is that you get the snap off, and, and then and then what? You run one play, and the and the half is going to be over when you got, at the time, two timeouts and 12 seconds on I the guess board. right here you hope for a quick hitter, either get out of bounds or call the timeout and then try to get your field goal unit on. They're going to put 11 on the clock. Okay. So they put 11 on the clock. It was down to 8, so the clock operator didn't get it stopped quickly enough. So they lost one second off yeah. of there and not the four that they had shown. So now you still have the middle of the field. You're, you're playing for a field goal right now. You're, you're playing for three points. And so you are looking even over the middle of the field and trying to find yardage to set up your kicker. Second down and nine for Fort Hayes State. They gained six on that pass completion to the Loper 46-yard line. 14-7, Carney. We were tied at seven, but Chance Fuller threw an interception to Darius Swanson. He returned it to the six. Two plays later, T.J. Davis took it in, and the Lopers lead it 14-7. We'll get the ball to start the third. Three receivers right. Wilson by himself to the left. Fuller back to pass. Now being flushed. Steps up in the pocket. Goes downfield. It's going to be caught. But it's held on to by Cure. They call a timeout with four seconds left. What a catch by Leighton Cure. And he's been hit hard after the reception a couple of times today. But he holds on to it at the 24-yard line on a completion of 22. And Forday State will get a chance to try a field goal here with four seconds remaining. And Leighton Cure, the redshirt freshman out of Goodland, he has made some good catches today and has taken a beating but held on to the ball. Yeah, that, that catch will go down for his fifth of the first half. He's going to be around 50 yards on those five catches when they update our stats here in a little bit. But that was a big shot, and it was over his midsection. Tigers not having Hunter Budke available, at least not in this first half of this game. He missed the entire second half of the previous game. He did not practice much this week. He's got an ankle injury, so I would guess if he's good to go, they would have had him in there by now. This is going to be a 41-yard field goal attempt for Manny Aguilar. Manny's 6 out of 7 this year. His long 47 in the season opener. Ball is on the left hash, the hold down, and now a timeout called. Aguilar boots it through, but the Lopers, who had two timeouts left, burn one there as Aguilar made the field goal, but it was a timeout called right before. That's always one of those, do you ice the kicker? Do you let him go on? He's a freshman, so I guess you try to ice him, but Aguilar drilled it. We'll see if they can do it again. Well, you, you think about kickers we've talked to, and Fort Hay State for a number of years has been kicking you. They're just great kickers. And Dante Brown is it has been one of the most recent great kickers at Fort Hay State, and he said he loved the yeah. timeout because it gave him more opportunity to relax, he was able to fine-tune anything that he that he wanted to do. He loved the extra time. Yeah. You just go back over the years. Uh, of the Fort, Fort Hay State has been so good, and part of that has been kicking because it gives you the opportunity to, to score points. And that's the obvious statement, but it means you, you can get to the 25 and still have chances. Amadeo Cardolo, a new long snapper out of California. Hunter Brown is the holder. The ball is on the... 
left hash. This will be from 41 yards out from Manny Aguilar to try to give the Tigers points here at the end of the quarter, and the Lopers will burn another timeout. So they've used their second in a row, and I believe, is that their last one? It should yeah, be. it yep. will be. So they were out of timeout, so four seconds to go. We'll have another timeout. Again, invite you to join us for halftime, the Bank of A's halftime show. We'll recap the first half. Jonathan Zweigert has all the numbers. He'll also run down an eventful day. Men's soccer got a big win over nationally ranked Northeastern State today. That and a whole lot more on the Bank of A's halftime show coming up here in about, well, four seconds on the clock. Carney cannot call another timeout, so we'll be here soon. The connection that you knew would be a big one with Chance Fuller back at quarterback is that with Manny Ramsey. Yes. Manny Ramsey, five catches, 69 yards, and most of the yardage on this drive. Setting up the field goal attempt. Both sixth-year seniors came in together. So now for a third attempt from 41 yards, the Dodge City true freshman Manny Aguilar. In the ball on the left, Cash. Cardola the long snapper, Brown the holder. Good snap, the hold down, there's the kick, it's got plenty of leg, it is up, and it is no good, he pulled it to the left, and the timeouts work. Before they stayed is livid, they thought that went through, they have the low uprights here. Well, Aguilar is, is just livid. livid. He's going to the officials and asking, how did that miss? And the officials say, get to the locker room. He cannot believe they called that no good, but it misses. And Forte State leaves points on the board. 14-7 is our score here at halftime in Kearney. The Lopers with the lead, and we'll get the ball to start the second half. We will take a break. We're a little bit past the top of the hour, so first we'll pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is Forte State football. The officials have not left the field. Now they're going to start the clock. They all got together. And they're running over to the Tigers' sideline. Some of the Fort A. State Tigers have not left the field yet. They're convinced that kick was good. And Coach Chris Brown is with those officials right now. They're in the far corner of the Tiger of the end zone. The crowd the here tonight are going to the side, locker room. Well apparently no good. good. The officials disgusted. The but apparently the, the kick is no good. I guess recent memory here in Carney for this game. I have to go back game. and check if that's a reviewable play. You would have an end zone camera view. In Lopers which to try to see back high square. But apparently they're gonna play on gonna and it'll be halftime. So it's 14 rolls to out seven. Bounds. The officials ask Carney the pylon. Well, the last couple of minutes here the one kind of been a disaster for Fort A. State. 14 seven is the Lopers lead it. Our halftime show is set on the Tiger Sports Network PYPWC. So it's a kick out of bounds to the ball of the 35 but now we'll see there was some extracurricular and I'll be honest I was watching the ball after the play another flag thrown in late there was some extracurricular on the field following that kick you know a lot of talk is this a rivalry when the two teams split ways by a conference I think it's back four days in Cardi every bit as intense as it's ever been well, that sure looked like it bounced Die. inside the pylon four days has not gotten many friendly breaks from the officiating crew many Aguilar thought he hit that field goal just before halftime. Again, they've got the short uprights. The ball was well above them, and the officials ruled no good. We saw one of the MIAA officials upset about the clock operator tonight. Again, we have no ref mic feed, so we'll try to decipher here from Brian Stelzer. Two fouls. Kick out of bounds on Fort Hayes. 
face mask on Fort Hayes State. It's going to be against Sam Brandon. But Fort Hayes State has got to figure out these penalties. The Lopers are going to start at the 50-yard line. Fort Hayes State just continues to shoot their toes off. They are... Their defense has played so well today, and now the ball is at the 50-yard line. That is questionable whether the kick actually went out of bounds, but the face mask on the kick team, wow. That is four penalties, uh, 48 yards. Carney hasn't been penalized tonight. Carney's too good. Fort A. State held them in check, but, boy, you give them the ball at the 50, you're only asking them to score. It's going to be a keeper by Davis. Stretch play to the left. It's going to be an option. He pitches it late. It's fumbled. Fort A. State can't get to it before it goes out of bounds. He tried to pitch it to the wide receiver, Bailey Torres. He pitched it late, and it was Fort A. State's Miles Menges who got in there and forced the bad pitch and almost recovered the fumble, but it went out of bounds at the 44-yard line. They lose six on the play. That was near disaster for Nebraska Kearney. Fort A. State is defending the run by Davis much, much better than that opening drive. You know, we saw in the in the first half, he pitches really late because he's so comfortable with it. That was incredibly late. That was almost a Fort A. State fumble recovery, but it went out of bounds. Second down and 16. Davis has got to keep it. Tigers try to make the tackle. He breaks out of it. Still on his feet. and across the 50 and down to the Tiger 46-yard line. Men just finally comes back to tackle him. They had him stuffed at about the 50. He takes it all the way down to the Tiger 46 on a game of 10. Well, and, and you got to make that tackle initially on him. I should not point at Miles Menges on your chart because he had to come from the opposite <laughs> defensive end position to get that tackle on the on, on the opposite hash mark. They're going to mark it at the 47, so it's third down and seven for the Lopers, who were just one for five on third down in that first half. Their last four possessions prior to the touchdown, all punts as a swing pass incomplete. Tigers force him to get rid of it early, and it's way short of the intended target. Torres, Mason Perez there in coverage, and Nebraska Kearney three and out once again, minus the interception when they had the ball inside the five-yard line to start. That is three straight three and outs. For Nebraska Kearney and five straight punts. Boy, well, not quite. They had that touchdown in there. At the I end should of the say half. throwing yeah. that yeah. out when they got gotcha. the ball started at six. The the one thing about that is Davis lost his towel from his waistband prior to that play, and he didn't get a chance to wipe his hand off. He's looking his hand afterwards, and it slipped out of his hand. That was a bad pass. There's a punt that lands at the twenty, bounces up into the air, and it's going to be downed at about the 17-yard line. So that ends up being a 30-yard punt. Four-day State starts inside their 20. I wasn't counting the, yeah, the short field, but the Tiger defense, man, this is the best they've played by far all year. But now can the offense answer? You feel they may have dodged a bullet if they can get points here, down 14-7 at halftime, and considering the Lopers started at the 50-yard line. Well, and John mentioned here up here at halftime uh, during one of the breaks that the defense is receiving rounds of applause coming off the field by the Tiger should fans. Be. There's a lot of them here, a lot of black and gold on the bleachers across the way behind the Tiger bench. First and 10, Fort A. State. They scored a touchdown, a 13-play, 65-yard drive to start the game. They've done very little since. Soto lines up as a wide receiver, now shifts back into the backfield, takes the handoff from Fuller, blasts across the line of scrimmage, still on his feet. Good strong run by Soto, cuts back up the middle and takes it all the way up to the 24-yard line. J.C. Nutter, the tackle, but that's six yards on first down. Adrian Soto. Soto running hard and had both arms around that football. He fumbled earlier, but they ruled he was down by contact. Of course, had a rough game fumbling near the goal line a week ago. 
Four yards on first down, second down, and or six yards on first down, second down and four. He played about two minutes here in the third. Tigers down a touchdown. Handoff Soto again, not much running room. Stays on his feet, gets it to about the 30 or the 25, and is brought down by Nutter once again. J.C. Nutter, another one of their outstanding linebackers, two-time honorable mention All-MIAA out of Thetford, Nebraska. And Fordays gets one to the 25 and a big third down here, third down and three. Fordays State four for nine for third down in that first quarter, first half. Well, Strotter blocked somebody clear past the 40, and on his way back, he received a two-hand shove in the back right in front of two officials. And the officials come in and break up whatever it was. But it was well after the play was over. Two wide receivers split here to the left side. By the Frankster way, this might, be, this might be Soto rest of the game. Tillis was walking around pretty gimpy at halftime. Soto is in the backfield to the left of Fuller, who's in the shotgun. And the Tigers have to burn a timeout to avoid a delay again. That play just took too long to develop. And Fort A. State has to burn a timeout on the first possession of the third quarter, trailing the Lopers by a touchdown. Well, Cure and Cormany were on the opposite sides, or at least according to the quarterback, Chance Fuller, they're on the opposite sides they're supposed to be. So as the clock is winding down, Fuller is making guys change where they're supposed to be to get in line. And man, I hate see it saying this again, but it is the little things that Fort Hay State has not done again tonight, yet they're down 14-7. to And every time that you let Carney have that football back up by one score, it's just another, it's, it's another nail that you refuse to put into this coffin. Let's go ahead and pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Fort Hay State football. Quarter brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Enjoy like a pro. Enjoy an ice-cold Michelob Ultra today. And remember to please drink responsibly. Third down and three. Four-day state for their own 26. Cure the tight end in motion. Snap back to Fuller. He's going to throw. Has time. Steps up. He goes deep downfield. Throws into coverage. It's incomplete. There were three defensive backs around the tight end cure who took another big time hit and is slow to get up Fort A State takes a shot downfield but there were three lopers surrounding cure Trey Quinn is the one who knocked him down and then he's uh, slow to get up he maybe has some cramps coming off the field Fort A State had third down and three and now they're going to have to punt the football away it's not often that we say that Chance Fuller should have done something else but that wasn't the spot, uh, and, and he kind of hung his, his tight end out to dry on that one. You can see that he's getting comfortable with Leighton Cure yeah. in those routes, but that was a dangerous one. But the, the Tigers are now 4 for 10 on third down, and going back over the third downs, they did not convert. Listen to this, fourth and two, fourth and one, fourth and three, fourth and three. That is four of the six third downs. And I said fourth, but third, four, yeah, uh, yeah. four of the – Six third downs that the Tigers did not convert are on three and less yards, and on two of them they lost yards. So they get a stop after Carney started at the 50-yard line on their first possession of the third quarter, but Forday State, after a good first down run by Adrian Soto, gets very little after, and now we'll have to punt it away on fourth down and two. 14-7 Carney, 12.08 to go here in the third quarter. It's been a tight one. As Ethan Sawson will stand back at his own 12-yard line. Snap a little bit high, pulls it down, gets a wobbly kick. 
Fair catch is called for and taken at the 32-yard line. So that's a 42-yard punt with no return, and Nebraska Kearney will have their second possession start at their own 32. We have a timeout of the field. It comes with 12.01 to go in the third quarter. Lopers 14, Tigers 7. Back in one minute of the Tiger Sports Network built by PWC. 7, Nebraska Kearney. They'll get the ball for the second time here in the third quarter. Moving from our left to right, north to south here at Cope Stadium. Foster Field, big crowd here tonight. Tigers trying to knock off the 23rd-ranked Lopers. They have won nine consecutive games in this series. Tigers have won five in a row here in Kearney. Defense has played well. It's going to be a handoff up the middle. Montrez Jackson with a good line surge across the 35. Just lowers that shoulder and carries the pile all the way out to about the 38-yard line. He'll pick up six on first down and was brought down by Blake Heiberman. He's playing hurt again this year, but he's been, he had a really good game a week ago. Makes the tackle there. Fort A. State has Hazelhorse, Menges, and Jackson Trotter in there. The three defensive ends on the defensive line. And also have Octavius Bowie. Linebackers are Heimerman and Mikkel Williams. Second down and four for Nebraska Kearney. Their second possession here of the third quarter. They started at midfield but had to go three and out. There's a snap back to Davis. Pitches it here to the left side. Tigers trying to pin it. They got him pinned in. And Montrez Jackson goes down back at the 30-yard line. Miles Menges with a tackle for loss of almost 10 yards. An eight-yard loss back to the 30-yard line, and Forday State had that play covered. They are defending the pitch. They've got multiple white jerseys forcing the Lopers to run deep, and that time they lose eight. It'll bring up third down and 12. Yeah, and that's because Mason Perez got to the outside, and he jammed up that wide receiver, so there was nowhere to run outside, and then nobody over-pursued, and Miles Men just did a good good job on the backside of that play. Third down and 12 for Nebraska. Carney, they're one for six today. Davis, a quarterback draw, goes down! Back at the 29-yard line, Gavin Hazelhorst! He gets the quarterback sack. It'll be a loss of one, and the Lopers will punt for the second time here in the third quarter. And there's a Loper down. It's Cooper Reese, their left tackle out of Valentine, Nebraska. Boy, how about the Tiger defense tonight? They have come to play against this Loper team. They have done what nobody has done, not only this year, but the last couple of years. They have held them in check. Can the offense find their stride? They march down on their opening possession. 13 plays, 65 yards. Chance Fuller getting the start tonight. He carved up the Lopers, but it's been a struggle against a good defense since. They are checking out the right knee of Cooper Mm, Reese. He wears the big, heavy braces well, that so you, many offensive linemen do. And where that tackle was made, you wonder if they just rolled up on him because he was on the bottom of that pile when they unfurled after the tackle. And boy, you see that so many times. He's a second team all-conference pick from 2019. They've lost some linemen this year. And, and to your point, it, it, that's exactly what happened. The, the tackle, Reese, is still facing out. He's engaged with his guy. And T.J. Davis, the, the quarterback, gets tackled going forward. And he landed right in the back. And immediately following the tackle, one of the other offensive linemen started motioning over to the sideline. Like it, it, it was so instantaneous that one of the offensive linemen started motioning to the sideline to bring somebody out. You, knew, you know how bad it is when an O-lineman is calling for help for one of his teammates because those are some of the toughest dudes in football. 
He's not putting any weight at all on that right knee. And, boy, four-day stay, a right leg. Four-day stay knows all about that. They've been battling injury after injury. They get a few guys back, and then they lose a few more. No Tyler Cummings tonight so far. No Hunter Butkey, the All-American tight end, with that ankle injury he suffered a week ago. We haven't seen Trevor Watts since week one, but, boy, you you feel for it. Those linemen, I mean, they just, uh, that does not look good at all. Every time he puts any weight, he's getting helped by two guys off. His entire knee buckles. Yeah, he can't. That's that's sickening. You hate to see that. Fourth down. Boy, Forte State, two big tackles for loss. The Lopers from their own 29-yard line, and the last one a sack by Hazelhorse. Forte says two sacks, and they almost blocked the punt, and they tipped it. The punter goes down, and the official right away said the Tigers tipped the punt, so no penalty. The fair catch taken at the 35, make that the 36-yard line. That's a 36-yard punt. The Loper fans are up in arms, but the official, the white hat, Craig Stelzer right away said that punt was tipped, so no penalty. It was Mason Perez who blocked the punt and got the touchdown on it a week ago, got his hands on that one, and Fort A. State's going to start at the their own 37-yard line. Boy, it's it, going to be their best starting field position of the night. And Mason came up immediately pointing out that he had touched that football. He wanted to make sure that well, the official now, knew quite quickly. Now the linesman from the near side, that's the Lopers' side of the field, going out to have a word with the white hat, Brian Stelzer. Maybe asking, are they allowed to challenge? This may be what the Nebraska Carney sideline is asking. Is well, this a challengeable play? It, and if there is, it's only going to be a running into if they would happen right. to call it. It was only a five-yard, but the, the official... So the official explaining to the crowd that there was no foul because the ball was tipped. Now, uh, that is one of the most passive aggressive things I've ever <laughs> watched happen because he came over that and did that in right. the <laughs> of in the face of the head coach of Nebraska. Josh Carney. Lynn was wanting Man. an explanation. Woo. The official, I don't. I was looking to see who was announcing it to the crowd. It was the official right from the local yeah. sideline, right in the face in of the face. coach. Man, well that's a good explanation. Now the crowd <laughs> and the coach knows. <laughs> First and 10 Tigers. They're down 14 to 7. 10 10 to go in the third here the, between these two longtime rivals, meeting for the 68th time. Handoff. That's Tillis back in there. Cuts to the right, bounces across the 40, and up to about the 41 yard line. A gain of four on the first down run by Jaquan Tillis. So after suffering that foot or ankle injury, he's back in. JC Nutter, we've called his name a lot. Nutter with 185 career tackles coming into today's game. Gets another one right there for Nebraska Kearney. That's number 11 wow, on this, in this game. Well, that's why we called his name a lot. Second down and six. Tigers for their own 41, trailing by a touchdown. Tillis the carry. Flag on the play. Barrels his way across the 40, up near the 40, or across the 45 to the 46. But the flag, that's the first flag we've seen thrown from the near sideline. It's going to be a legal procedure, but it's the same official who was on the Tigers' sideline who threw about every flag in that first half. And it's the same guy who threw the personal foul on the Tigers on the opening kickoff of the second half. It's going to move it back to the 36-yard line. So instead of second down and six, Tigers will look at second down and about 11, maybe 12. So they are called for the... We don't have a ref feed, no. and Jay-Z could probably help us out, but that sounded like that that was an, an illegal uh, formation. Yeah, I think they said one of the uh, Tiger offensive linemen is on in the backfield. All right, so apparently too far off the line. Again, we well, apologize it, having some, some wireless issues tonight it, here. I, I think we're safe in these bulletproof glass windows. And if that's what box. it was... That's a little thing. It's a little thing. You're, you're, right? you're third down and short. Now it's second down and 11. 
From their own 36, Fuller with an empty backfield to throw. He's being flushed. He's going to roll to his left. He almost oh. threw a pick. It went right through the hands of Siona to Teofalele. That should have been intercepted. That was a bad pass, and now it's third down. Well, and not only that, but he's thrown into double coverage. His throw prior to that on third down was into triple coverage. There's got to be somebody open. So the Lopers bring in uh, almost a line change. Novaja Ben Israel, a big 6'4", 335 pounder in at nose guard for this third down and 11. Tigers just 4 of 10 on third down. Trailing 14 to 7, 9-11 to go in the third. Fuller takes the snap, steps up in the pocket, has time, he throws. It's going to be fought for. Is it caught by Deontay Wilson? No indication. Yes, it is. Oh, now the backfield just says no. The line just says catch, and the guy way back 15 yards behind the play waves it incomplete. There is a flag down. That's going to be holding on the defense as well. Boy, Wilson made a great job of coming back for the ball. It looked like it was going to be intercepted. He got in front of the defensive back. He said he caught it. The line judge, who had a better view at the 50, was calling it a completion. Then the field judge, 15 yards back, came in and said no. I don't know how he even saw the ball. We couldn't see it from our angle. Holding on Nebraska Kearney on Jimmy Harrison, the linebacker. The catch results in a first down anyway. Okay, so they did rule it a catch. Give the line judge credit. He said that it was caught. So the ball goes to the 49 with the completion. And then the penalty should be tacked on. Well, no, no, you're right. Four days will take the completion for the first down to the 49-yard line. So what a catch by Wilson. He had to get up off the ground. I don't Man. know if he slipped or he made contact was maybe. He had to get up off the ground to make that catch. And credit the line judge for holding firm and said, nope, he caught it. He, he had the best view of he it. He did. The back, the field judge was waving it off, but he said no. Lopers show blitz. Tigers want to throw. Fuller got rid of it. He got Manny Ramsey inside the 40 and down to the Loper 37-yard line. Darius Swanson, the tackle. That's a 12-yard gain on the quick-hitting slant pattern to Manny Ramsey, who's had a big game tonight. His sixth catch now for about 80 yards. Tigers down to the 37. They trail the Lopers 14 to 7. 8:45 and counting here in the third. It's becoming defensive battle after both teams moved it easily and scored on the opening possession. Right now, the difference: the interception, which resulted in a touchdown. Soto around the right side breaks out of a tackle. He's at the 30 and down to the Loper 29-yard line. He'll pick up eight. J.C. Nutt of the stop. Soto was bottled up at the line of scrimmage and then somehow broke through and gets it all the way down to the Carney 20. There is zero reason that that play worked for a single yard because there were five defensive linemen on the line and they had the stop. I don't know what is being discussed, but Chance Fuller just went to Manny Ramsey and said something and just called the play from on the field. Manny Ramsey is split here with one-on-one -on -one coverage to the left side. There are four receivers bunched up to the right. Empty backfield for Fuller. We've seen some new formations tonight. Chance to throw. Quick hitter caught by Ramsey at the 25. Spins. He's down to the 22. He's got a first down on the gain of seven. Tackle made by Zach Schlager. But four-day state moves the chains. That was just a little quick hitter, a little out pattern. And the Tigers have it. First and 10 at the Loper 22-yard line. Trailing by a touchdown with 7.39 to go in the third. That now, same formation. Four receivers and a diamond to the left. Ramsey to the right and now they'll switch Soto will go in the backfield and lining up in the slot is Cale Corbin in the tight end handoff Soto oh he got rocked at the 20 they're going to say the 21 a one yard gain he held on to the football but he took a bruising from Isaac Soper 
He is a third-string nose or a defensive lineman out of Wyoming, Iowa, by way of Iowa Western. That was a big-time hit, but Soto held on to it. He'll leave for a moment. And Jaquan Tillis, who left in the second quarter with a apparent ankle injury, we can see that thing is really taped up. He's back out there. He'll be wide out to the left of the receiver along with Kreitzer. Ramsey and a Dawson Brown split to the right side. Empty backfield for Fuller. There's the snap. Has time. Throws to the end zone. He's got a man open. Caught. Touchdown. Ford Hayes State. Dawson Brown. The Alabama Birmingham transfer with his first career touchdown catch. A 22-yard, a 21-yard strike from Chance Fuller. And the Tigers are an extra point away from tying up the Lopers here in Cardi. Credit the right tackle, Chris Strotter, because coming on a uh, blitz was outside linebacker Atoa Fox, and he was screaming. And Slaughter just reaches it out, and two-hand pushes him down into the turf and allowed Chance to step up into the pocket for that. Aguilar's extra point, he missed it. He pulled it to the left, and the Lopers still have the lead. Manny Aguilar shanks the extra point, and Forte State trails it by one, and we have a timeout. 6.44 to go in the third. Lopers 14, Tigers 13. A one-minute break on the Tigers Sports Network, built by PWC. Now Forte State gets a touchdown. Fuller to Dawson Brown, his first career TD catch, but Manny Aguilar, who missed a field goal at the end of the first half, pulls the extra point, 14-13 Carney with 6.44 to go here in the third. Tigers have left seven points off the board. Mm. Missed field goal at the end of the half, the interception in the in the red zone, because incomplete, that's fourth down, you kick the field goal, and now an extra point. Here's the kickoff by Parker Janke. This one could be returnable. It's taken at the goal line by UNK. They're going to bring it out. The Tigers force him down to the 18 and then drive him backwards. Maybe not the best decision there by the wide receiver, Bailey Torres, decided to bring it out from the goal line. And Nebraska Carney is going to start from inside the 20. Shane Watts downfield in special teams coverage. The brother of Trevor Watts, the injured wide receiver. Lopers will start at their own 18-yard line. Fort A. State's defense has been really, really good today. Can they find a way to get another stop? Carney's only touchdown since the opening drive came after an interception in which they started the Tiger six-yard line. Are they going to try to throw at some point? T.J. Davis one for four for two yards. He's been throwing. Again, they've been 80% pass. They may do it here. It's going to be an option play to the right. Tigers try to string him out. Davis with his best run of the night takes it out across the 25 and near the first down marker. They're going to say the 26-yard line. That's an eight yard run and maybe the most authoritative run he's had since early in the ball game. Yeah, it was odd. He got piled up on on what was not labeled as a sack earlier in the game and, and after that he just really wasn't looking to run much and the coaches weren't calling that option read. A Tiger drive by the way, nine plays 64 yards but the missed extra point, they're still down a, a point here 14-13, six minutes to go into third. Second down and two Lopers from their own 26. Four down lineman for the Tigers. Carney's got two receivers right. Now they'll send one in motion. It's going to be a keeper by Davis. The quarterback runs and will not pitch it and gets hit hard at the 31. He's got a first down. He picked up five, and he pitches it late. It was Ty Cooper who hit him hard and drove him out of bounds, but a first down for the Lopers. This is the first time they haven't gone three and out in the second half. And again, minus when they started the six-yard line, the Lopers had been three and out. 
And even if you count that possession, three and out on five of six possessions. And the only one they weren't, they started at the Tigers' six. That was a business decision line yeah. run by T.J. Davis. Go get the first down, get a new set of downs. First and 10, Carney from their own 31. Davis keeps it, runs to the right. Tigers try to bring him down. He gets out of a tackle across the 35 and then driven backwards at about the 38-yard line by Cooper once again. Gavin Hazelhorse and McCall Williams there as well, but pretty good gain on first down of five yards. We'll say six to the 37-yard line, second yeah. down and four. And for the first time in quite some time, Fort Hay State is not getting outside contained on those runs. Carney is simply getting more guys to the edge than what Fort Hayes can uh, can defend. Yeah, that's really been the story. The Tiger ha- Tigers have done a great job in doing that. Hunter Push, a redshirt freshman out of Omaha. South Dakota transfer now in at left tackle for the injured Cooper Reese who, Reese, who went down to the last possession. Play action, back to pass. Davis throws downfield. It's going to be caught on a dive but out of bounds. He led his receiver, Xavier Delp, too far into the Carney sideline. He made a great diving catch. The problem was he was three feet out of bounds. It'll bring up second, third down and, and four. For a team that is one of seven on third down tonight. That's remarkable. But, again, coming in, they were only 38% bottom third of the MIAA. And some of that is the inability to have a consistent passing game, like tonight where they're one for five. Third down and four for the Lopers. They lead the Tigers by a point with 4.45 to go in the third quarter. Davis in the shotgun. Two of his tight ends, Blatchford and Twos, will shift from the right to the left side of the formation. They're going to run that way. Keeper by Davis. He's going to pitch it late. The Tigers can't get him. It'll be a first down on the pitch to Montrez Jackson as he stumbles inside the 40 and all the way up to about the 44-yard line. He'll pick up seven, and the Lopers convert on that third down. Again, you just you cannot let them get more guys out there. And it was the first time that they ran out behind that new left tackle, Hunter Push. Everything else had been to the right. So the Lopers have their second first down of this possession, which started back at their own 18-yard line. They lead the Tigers by a point after the missed extra point from Aguilar. 14-13 Carney, 4-15 to go in the third. First and 10 Lopers from their own 44-yard line. Now they'll shift the tight ends from the left to the right side where they have two wide receivers. Keeper by Davis, run up the middle, not a lot of room. Crashes inside the 45 up to about the 46-yard line. Jeremiah Jackson Trotter is the defensive end to come in and meet him, but still positive yards, about three, second down and seven. Carnick has to play more players than anybody yeah. in the MIAA. It's like a line change after every play. And, and they do that now with... Uh, Zane Shawong, who's a redshirt freshman, he's the one getting the reps at running back right now. Torres is in at wide receiver. He'll be split to the left. Cody Nelson split here to the right side. The running back is Wong. He'll line up right of T.J. Davis, a Harlan Hill finalist. In fact, the runner-up for the player of the year a year ago. 320 and counting, third quarter. Lopers by a point, 14-13. Low snap. Davis runs to his right, tries to pitch it. No, he does keep it. He's going to stretch it to the 50, down to the 49, brought down by Cooper. Again, a low snap at his feet. He had to pick it up off the turf, but he's able to pick up four yards to the Tiger 49-yard line. It'll bring up a third down and two. Remarkable that he's able to get that many yards out of it. Fort Hayes State is really having to do a good job of just trusting everybody in the on the team that they're going to do the job, and that's what Perez did. So he takes outside contain, and the tackle made from behind. Heiberman and Williams, the two linebackers, four down linemen for this third down and two. The Lopers two of eight after converting earlier on this drive. Colin Krishman-Gorley coming in 
on the defensive tackle spot this time around. Kearns is the running back. He'll line up right of Davis in the shotgun. Davis wants to throw, looks downfield. He's got a man wide open. It's his tight end, Blatchford. He's inside the 15, inside the 10, and all the way down to the end zone for a touchdown. A 49-yard touchdown pass from T.J. Davis to Luke Blatchford. That's his first catch in his career. The freshman out of Lincoln Southeast High School, and the Lopers lead 20-13 with 2.21 to go in the third. That's what happens when you let either your safeties, your secondary, whoever it was that was supposed to be over the top on that play and doing your job of covering up that tight end. And they didn't. The tight end released. Everybody's so focused on T.J. Davis tucking that ball and running that he's able to throw over the top. Big extra point here, and it is good. And Nebraska Kearney now leads by 8, 21-13 to 13 on the 49-yard touchdown pass from Davis to Luke Blatchford, a converted defensive lineman. So there's 2.21 to go in the third, and the Lopers now lead this one by eight. Well, Jart, it, it, is, it is somebody's job, somebody's job to cover up that tight end and know that you've got the help over top. And so he ran unabated through the linebackers, through the secondary, and was wide open on the back end. And it really came down to, A, would he make the catch? B, could he outrun everybody to the end zone? And he was, he was hit at about the three. The Tigers were kind of just swiping at the ball, hoping to get it away from him. But... That, that's the breakdown, and that's the not doing your job trying to do somebody else's. We're going to officially call that a 48-yard touchdown pass. Let's squeeze in 10 seconds. Four-station identification. You're listening to 4-Day State Football. 13 Lopers. They'll kick as they answer the Tiger touchdown. This one's returnable, taken inside the five-yard line by Alex Schramer. Schramer bounces out of the outside, stumbles across the 25 and up to about the 26. He had a big receiving game against these Lopers here last year, or up in Hayes last year, but the uh, return out to about the 26-yard line. That's where Fort Hayes State will have it. As they now trail it by eight with 2.14 to go in the third, 21-13, Carney. That was the most Carney-like drive that they've had in a long time. and it, Maybe since it, the opening drive. Yeah, and it was a lot of doing having T.J. Davis be more of a threat with the football than just handing it off Yeah, he wasn't time. even looking like he was going to run up until then. Tigers down by eight. See if they can answer. Soto in the backfield. Gets the carry. Finds a crease. He's at the 35. He's at the 40. Runs into a loper and drives him back to the 41-yard line. That'll be a gain of about 15 yards on first down and move the chains for Fort Hayes State. Good strong run by Adrian Soto, who then had both arms around that football when he took the contact. Yeah, line opened up a hole as wide as the Platte River that's just south of here. First and 10, Tigers, that last Loper drive, eight plays and 82 yards. First and 10 out to their own 41. Again, the give to Soto, this time around the right side. Not a lot of room. The ball pop out late. No, I don't think it did. Looked like a Tiger was diving for it. Only about a two-yard gain to the 43. Second down and eight as the tackle's made by Baylor Helmuth, redshirt senior out of Hershey, Nebraska. They really hit Colorado hard. They hit New Mexico, which is where their old coach from, but they've got a lot of a lot of Chicago guys and a lot of Floridians on their roster. Second down and eight. Tigers from their own 43. A minute 15 and counting into third. Trail Carney by eight. Full to throw. Now the quarterback hit and down he goes. Sacked back of the 40-yard line. He'll lose three. 
Second time the Lopers have gotten a chance. Fuller tonight. And Fuller up yeah. slow, kind of yeah. grabbing around his. Yeah, more to the shoulder area yeah. as he got slammed into the turf. His left shoulder, though, so. He's moved pretty well. He, of course, had that knee injury. He finished the game in Maryville. A lot of people wondering when he got hurt. I don't know because he never came out, but hasn't played until tonight. Three wide receivers to the left. One of them is tight end, Leighton Cure, who's had a big game. Two to the right. Empty backfield for Fuller for third and 12. Tigers 5 of 11 tonight. Fuller to throw, now being chased. He's going to get rid of it late. Looking downfield, it's incomplete. And a Tiger fell down. It's the running back, Tillis. And yeah. he just fell down in the pattern. Hit That ankle or foot just gave way. The pass was about 20 yards over his head. Tillis just fell down running along that Tiger sideline. Pass goes incomplete. And four-day state's going to have to punt the football away. And it wouldn't have mattered. No. Tillis wasn't catching that, and it was too tight up the sideline. And, boy, after such a good drive on on the previous one for Fort Hayes and State. And a good 15-yard gain on yeah, first down. That one that one just never got legs. 27 seconds to go and now the defense which has played pretty well minus the one breakdown before going to be asked to do it again. 21-13 Lopers snap comes back. Sawson low line drive kick is going to land at the 25, roll inside the 20 and be down at about the 19-yard line. Boy, Tigers, the, the Tiger bench thought that ball got touched by a loper, but nobody on the field saying anything. And now well, Florida State's going to run it into the end zone. Now, if, because if they replay right, it. You could possibly. It's Kobe Rome who picked it up and ran it into the end zone. They do not have a video board in the stadium. And that'll be, I don't know if Fort A's will challenge that or not, but there was a couple of lopers there. Well, the Tiger sideline. Ball was down to the 19-yard line. That was a 41-yard punt with no return. Was just sure of it. Yeah, they were adamant that that ball was touched by a loper. Actually going to mark it at the 18-yard line for Nebraska Kearney. So make that a 42-yard punt. But the Tigers will not challenge. That been a hard one to, to rule. Again, you only have two camera views. First and 10, Carney, they're up by eight. Davis starts to his left. Tigers bottle him up. Now a second burst of speed. He runs it forward to about the 20 and is taken down for a short two-yard gain. He kept hesitating because there was nothing there, and he found a little bit of a crease and no forward for two. Second down and eight. That will be the final play of the third quarter. We go to the fourth. Fort A. State trails the 23rd-ranked Nebraska Carney Lopers by eight. Carney 21, Fort A. State 13. Our third quarter was brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Enjoy like a pro. Enjoy an ice-cold Michelob Ultra, but remember to drink responsibly. Fourth quarter next on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PWC. Tiger football brought to you by the Hayes Orthopedic Institute. Expertise, technology, compassion, all right here. Hayes Meds Orthopedic Institute, the official team physicians for Fort Hayes State Athletics. So the sorry, go Jordan. No, go ahead. So the Tigers were wanting to challenge at halftime that field goal that was missed. Yes. And the video quality is not good enough oh, to be able to challenge. Say that's what I mean. That's I'm sorry, that is wrong. If you're going to have replay, you've got to have a video ability to do it. There's a lot of there's a lot of things we could talk about here, but including our timeout official who's in gold and white is supposed to be in red, but that's a minor thing. No one cares. 21-13 Lopers will start at their own 20-yard line. 
Davis to throw, now being chased, gets rid of it late. He's got a man wide open in the middle of the field, making the catch and breaking a tackle to Zorian Stanton. He takes it all the way up to the 45 on a gain of 25 and a first down. Travion Mitchell on the stop for Fort A. State, but blown covers are going to mark him at the 44 and a gain of 24. Nope, they only sent two guys into routes, and one went so deep, and Fort A. State is so worried about getting deep because of the previous one. The second guy sets down over the middle, and it's an easy pass for Davis. A few more breakdowns in the second half by the defense, who by and large has played well, but the Tigers are down eight, and, boy, they've got to keep the Lopers off the board right here. 21-13, Carney early in the fourth as they go from right to left, south to north. Snap back to Davis. Quarterback keeps now. Starts left, back to the middle. Tigers hit him hard, but he gets it out to the 50, picking up about six yards on that first down run. He was brought down by Gavin Hazelhorst, who comes up hobbling a little bit. Six-yard gain, second down and four for Nebraska Carney, who starting to find their offense again. We mentioned it, minus a drive that started inside the six-yard line after an interception late before halftime. They were three and out on four possessions in a row, four out of five total, but they scored on their last one, and now they're out to the 50. Lopers by eight. They'll have two receivers here to the near side. Stanton, who had that last catch, and Bailey Torres. The two tight ends line up right. Now shift to the left side. Low snap again. Davis to throw. He's hit and gets rid of it late and throws it out of bounds. He was almost sacked by Forte State's Jeremiah Jackson Trotter, who had him in his grasp, but Davis was able to get rid of it to avoid a third sack of the game. He throws it out of bounds. It'll be third down and four. And Jackson Trotter had him the entire time. It was just the strength of the quarterback, Davis, to get rid of it. And he's not the biggest guy, but he is just so athletic and hard to bring down. The right tackle. Cole Young looks at the sideline and either was confused on the play or something, but he had a demonstrative (laughs) signal for his sideline. Two receivers right, tight end that way. Pistol formation for Davis. He's got Kearns behind him. Third down and four. They're going to run an option play to the right side. Davis keeps. He's got a first down. Just runs out of bounds on the Tigers' sideline at the 38-yard line. He'll pick up 12. He never, ever intended to pitch that. They're going to say the 39, 11-yard gain. First down, Nebraska Carney. Now the Tigers not getting outside contained, and that's because Miles Menges, who is there to start trying to make that tackle, got grabbed and turned around. No penalties tonight on the Lopers. On a team that runs all the time. They have run 42 plays tonight, and three and eight have been passes. Just the second time the Tigers have faced a ranked Loper team. They beat them a year ago. They're down by eight here. Hand off to Kearns. Up the middle. Bounces to his right. He's got a first down, and we may have our first flag on the Lopers. It comes down in the backfield after a gain of 11 by Damian Kearns, but this may be coming back with a hold. It's, it's the same thing that has happened the entire night. Well, Menges' jersey's almost pulled off his shoulder pad. So the first flag of the night on the Lopers at the line of scrimmage. I think it's on Thomas Tews, the tight end. So that'll move it back to the 50. I'll say the 49, so it's at the line of scrimmage. So the Lopers penalized 10 on the hold. And now it's first and 20. This is now the drive yeah. for the defense to get off the field if you're going to be a part of this in the next 12 minutes well, or so. use a turnover. The Lopers have given it away five times this season. Fort A. State, though, no takeaways tonight. They've coughed it up twice on interceptions. First and 20 from midfield for Carney. They lead by eight. Another low snap. Davis throws the opposite way, and it's dropped. 
They're going to rule incomplete pass. They said he never had control. Either way, it was going to be no gain because the receiver fell back on the football. But he drops it at the line of scrimmage. They, Davis started to his left, stopped, tried to throw it back to the right, and there was no blocking. They tried to catch the Tigers off guard, but Miles Ben just read it. The ball was dropped at second down and 20. It's really good to have a defensive end that was a linebacker because <laughs> yeah. he used that speed and the wherewithal to realize what was going on. And I think the receiver may oh, have yeah. heard footsteps. Now men just will line up on the opposite side. Fort A State's got Bowie out there, Hazelhorse, Menges, and Jackson Trotter on that front four. Second down and 10 for the Lopers from midfield. Play action. Davis rolls to his left. His ball batted down, almost intercepted. It was deflected at the line of scrimmage by Menges, and diving to try to pick it off off the deflection was Mason Perez, and it landed right in front of his outstretched arms. The ball goes incomplete, and now it's third down and 20, and Miles Menges using that length and athleticism to knock that one down. And him and T.J. Davis, a few words as they separate. Didn't look like anything agree just not like Chris Jones who hurt somebody's <laughs> feelings last Sunday but I'm not it's not that I'm not over that but whatever whatever breathe and it was it looked like a fairly uh, comical conversation between the two 21 13 lopers third down and 20 from just inside the 50 Davis has got to keep it he's brought down to the backfield a tackle for loss for Fort Hayes State it's Gavin Hazelhorse, and he is not getting up. No, that is Jeremiah Jackson Trotter, and he is face down on the turf. He made the tackle, and he is down, and here comes the athletic training staff. Boy, I wonder, he made that tackle if he maybe didn't get a foot in the face. He's pointing down yeah, towards yeah. his leg. Oh, man, he made a great tackle. He got to the backfield, brought Davis, brought Davis down back at the – about the 47-yard line for a loss of three. and They're going to work oh, on his left leg. Mercy. And what an addition He's that been, he has been. He has and come on so strong here as of late. Sean Boston had a chance to talk with him after the game at uh, Lincoln. And a well-spoken yes. young man who just seems to have an enjoyment of being in Hayes to play football. Well, Fort A. State has used those three defensive ends a lot here the last couple of weeks. He made the tackle and then just was face down. He's rolled on his back now. He's sitting up, See. checking that leg, and hopefully it's nothing too severe. See if maybe we can go down to Jonathan Zweigert for the side for a sideline update. Yeah, nope, well, that would we, be a no. <laughs> well, we apologize again. Yeah. The, the, the four days coaching staff—they've had to remove move all of their wireless officials. I don't know what these windows are made out of here in Kearney, but I feel pretty safe behind it. Trotter is up. He is limping, but he is walking off by and large under his own accord. So that's a good sign, but he is noticeably limping, but hopefully nothing yeah. too severe. But, boy, he's come on strong, and he's so tall, 6'7", 220. I mean, he looks like he could be on the Tiger basketball team. At the at the halftime show, the Tigers were – the GAs were repositioning all of their stuff. They called offsides. On oh, Fort Hay State, okay. apparently. It's like, I didn't see the flag, so take away the tackle for loss. It's third and 15 from the 46-yard line. I never saw the flag. So the Lopers get a third down redo from the Tiger 46. Boy, that's really insult to injury. Davis, a low snap, steps up in the pocket, throws downfield. It's knocked. Oh, it's caught. Did he make the catch? He did. No, nope, nope. Near side official right here, out of, out of bounds. The backside official said catch. They're going to talk about it. 
They're going to talk about it. These two had to have a discussion earlier. The official near or behind the play said out of bounds. The field judge behind it said catch. Oh, this is huge. It's a diving catch. Perez almost knocked it away just over his fingertips. Stanton caught it on a dive. It'll be a first down at the 32 or the 28. And the officials are discussing. We have two differing opinions between the back, the, the field judge and the linesman. They're going to rule it a completed pass. The field judge overrules the line judge. It's a first down, and it comes after the Tigers were called for offsides on a tackle for loss on third and 20. It gave the Loopers new life, and now they've got it first and 10 at the Tiger 27-yard line. All the little things. My goodness. You stopped the Loopers. They were going to be punting from inside their own territory, and now they've got it first and 10 of the Tiger 27. Somebody lined up offsides, and then Jeremiah Jackson Trotter got hurt on the play. First and 10, Carney. Here's a keeper by Davis. Runs behind the blocking. He's inside the 25 and down to the 23-yard line. He'll get seven. Well, you've said it all night, the little things. I didn't even see the flag on that play that Jeremiah Jackson Trotter got the tackle in the backfield, the sack, but it's waved off because of a Tiger lining up off sides, and then the Lopers complete, complete on third down and 15. And now they've got it second and seven from the 20 three-yard line. Tiger defense to get them, didn't get them off the field on what ended up being first and 20 after a holding penalty. 21-13, Carney down to 11-15 to go in a game. This one may be more frustrating than a week ago. Four-day State probably outplayed the Lopers tonight. Second down and six. Snap back to Davis. Hand off to Kearns. Kearns to the right. He's got a first down inside the 20 to about the 18. Miles Menges the tackle at the 17-yard line. This will be the 11th play of this Loper drive. They're going to say just shy of the first down by about a half a yard at the 17. Just shy of the 17. He needs to get it to the 17. It's about the 17-and-a-half-yard line. Uh, and the Third and one. The defense outside of that drive right there not getting off the field and getting beat on one big play has played really well tonight. Probably their best and effort. The offense has been put into some great positions, including having the ball in the red zone twice and coming away with no points. Third down, less than a yard. Davis in the shotgun. Kearns to his left. Tight end in motion is twos. There's the snap. Davis is going to keep it. Quarterback gets a block. He's got a first down. Runs over Fort A. State's Ty Cooper. That gets the crowd excited. And that's a first down to the 13-yard line. So the Lopers get the first down. Mason Perez on that tackle. Boy, Mason was so close to getting his fingers on that pass that was caught for the first down after Fort A. State appeared to have a third down stop on third and 20 with a sack, but it was taken away because the Tiger was offsides. Joe stiffened into the ball game. He'll be a wide receiver to the right. Down to 9.53. Lopers by eight. Try to make it a two-possession game. Sideline update from John. Gavin Hazelhorse out of the game injured. Well, he was hobbling after one of those tackles earlier. Low snap. Handoff Kearns. Blasts his way up the middle. And... Colin Chrisman Gorley is in there. Jack Heilman, the redshirt freshman out of Derby and a linebacker right now for Fort A. State as uh, Lake Heiberman is out right now. That's a gain of two to the ten. Second down, they'll say a gain of three. Second down and seven for the Lopers. Something happened right at the end of that play. Judson Wilfong is in at at, at the corner, at the defensive end position. Well, Fort A. State, and, they've lost three, two of their three defensive ends. And as he was getting up, 
something was said or done to him, and he almost over the top reacted to it. It was right at the bottom of that pile. Second down, seven. Carney down to the Tiger 10-yard line, leading by eight with nine to go. Davis takes the snap. He's going to throw to the back of the end zone. It's caught. It is a touchdown. Again. Touchdown catch by Xavier Delk, and the Lopers lead 27-13. You're looking into the backfield. You're not doing your job. And instead of watching the routes, you're looking into the backfield and trying to watch Ty Davis. And obviously that's the threat. But if you're running and doing your job, then there's not an open guy in the end zone. And that's twice that the defense has been beat on them. But they should have been off the field four minutes ago on a, on a stop on third and 15. It was Devin White who got beat on that play. Tried to knock him out of bounds. The extra point is good. And the Lopers now lead 28 to 13. So Carney now with 14 unanswered after Fort A State had pulled it to one. There's 8.53 to go in the game, and we have a timeout. Lopers 28, Tigers 13. Back in a minute on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. Now Nebraska Carney now with 14 unanswered after Fort A State had pulled it to within one, but missed the extra point, and well, the wheels have fallen off. And Fort A State had time, had been on time several times. They have not handled adversity well. They have it here after the missed extra point. Well, you go back to that offsides or encroachment. I'm not sure what they called. We never saw the flag. Tigers got a sack on third and 20 in the Loper side of the field. A call for offsides, gave them new life. They convert on third and 15, and now they have a touchdown and lead by 15 points. Kickoff is deep, and Schraber's going to bring it out from three yards deep into the end zone. He's at the 10, he's at the 15, 20, cuts to the 25, breaks a tackle, 30, and then ankle tackled from behind at the 31-yard line. That was one of those, what are you doing, young man? And he returns it all the way to the 31. Brought down by Darius Swanson. Ends up being a great kick return. Fortnite State's going to have to get the offense going and get it going quickly. They're down 28-13 to 13 with 8.44 to go in the game. And we're going to see Je – nope. I thought Jack Dawson was coming in. That is Manny Ramsey, number six, coming here as a wide receiver to the near side. Dawson was warming up on the sideline, but Fuller is in at quarterback. Soto, the running back, lines up to his left. Two receivers that way. First and 10 from the 31. Play action. Fuller rolls left, throws downfield, incomplete. Oh, Trying to go to Deontay Wilson. It goes through his fingertips and out of bat, incomplete. And now a late flag thrown. Gerard, chance has to come out of this game. John just pointed out a little bit ago, his left arm is just dangling. Uh, he got and when he threw that, threw that ball, he immediately grabbed for his left arm. I admire his toughness, but he, he can't, can't do it right now. Called so, something on yeah, the Yeah, it's, it's an automatic first down at the 35, so whatever. Pass it, interference, I guess. So four days will have it first and 10 at the 35-yard line. Again, we don't have a ref mic feed, and it's hard to hear the PA from our vantage point in the booth. 28-13 loopers, 8.40 to go in a game. Fuller, empty backfield, throws. He gets hit hard. It's incomplete. He got batted down. Chance took another on, shot. Chance. He has got he yeah, I don't he's gonna try to stay in there. He took a hard shot, it was slow in getting up. Got hurt the Northwest Missouri State game playing for the first time. He's holding that left arm. Definite shoulder injury. 
Brown, a wide receiver near side, caught his first touchdown catch a moment ago. Kreitzer and Ramsey split air to the right side. Second down and 10. Full to throw. Lopers come. They try to set up a screen pass, and that ball was nowhere near the intended target. And now it's third down. This is a disaster of a drive. Uh, the, the passes are nowhere close, and, and you've got a quarterback. And look, Chance Fuller is one of the toughest dudes. We've seen him at Northwest Missouri State get his helmet knocked off ten times and winning a game and winning a conference championship. But at a certain point, too, you got to make sure you're doing what's best for the kid and the team. Third down and ten. Tigers from their own 35, trailing the Lopers by 15 with eight and a half to go. Four to throw. He goes deep downfield, and it's going to be incomplete. He was trying to go to Dawson Brown. Good coverage applied by Darius Swanson, and Fort A. State's going to have to punt. So they got the first down with the penalty, the pass interference, but three straight incomplete passes. Tiger offense staying out there. Yeah, it's fourth down. You're down by 15. There's 8.26 to go. They're going to go for it here. Fuller stays in. They bring in Kreitzer. Cure the tight end while line up to the left. Ramsey, Brown, and Kreitzer, wide receivers of the right side. Soto, the running back. He'll line up to the left of Fuller. Tillis injured twice tonight. Fuller dropping back to pass. Here comes the pressure. He throws. It's caught by Ramsey. He can't break a tackle. Brought down to the 38-yard line. It's a gain of only three. And the Lopers get a fourth down stop. They'll take over on downs. And up by 15 with 8.20 to go. It's going to be tough now. But Fort A. State left points on the field in the first half. And good sign, Jeremiah Jackson Trotter is back out of the field. We have a timeout. There's 8.20 to go in the game. Lopers 28, Tigers 13. We're back in a minute on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PWC. Ghost feel-good energy drinks with no sugar, no artificial colors, and no BS. Enjoy a Ghost energy drink today. Fort A. State football presented by Adams Brown. Go above plus beyond for you. Adams Brown, Strategic Allies, and CPAs. 28-13, Carney. They stop the Tigers on fourth down, so they'll take over at the Fort A. State 38-yard line. Fort A's got a first down to the pass interference penalty, but three straight. Now a flea flicker. They pitch it back. Davis throws the end zone. He's got a man open. Touchdown, Lopers. Torres got by the secondary. And Nebraska Carney now leads 34 to 13 with 8.11 to go. It's three times that the Tigers have been beat in the secondary by guys going over the top of them. Three. And all three of them resulted in touchdowns. Three different receivers have caught touchdown passes. That's the third for Davis, who came into the game. Four TD passes, three interceptions, but he's thrown three TDs today and no picks. Now the extra point from Junior Gonzalez. Remember, he missed a couple of kicks in the Tigers' double overtime win here the last time they played. He nails that one, and it's 35-13. This was a 14-13 lead. Tigers missed the extra point with 6.44 to go in the third, and now that's 21 unanswered by the Lopers. They're on their way to winning a nine-game losing streak to the Tigers. It's been a long time since I've seen a Fort Hayes State game unravel like this when it was so close. I, there, is not a, right in it. There, there is not a person that we're going to be able to talk to 
next week and they'll see the final score and say, well, you know, Fort A State got blown out. There's not a person who believe that this was a close game uh, in, into were, the fourth quarter. Tigers actually had outplayed, in my opinion, Carney up until the middle portion of that third quarter and then even down by eight, they get the stop on third and 20, get a sack. But somebody was either lined up in the neutral zone. We didn't see any movement, but they threw a flag. It was an injury for Fort A State. Then they unpile it, and then they've got a redo on third and 15 after the penalty, and then the Lopers convert and then get a touchdown and then add another one to it. It's 35-13 with 8-11 to go, and now the wind blows the ball off the team. From the sidelines, Jack Dawson is going to be coming in, well, according to Jonathan Zweiger. Chance. Well, you can see that last possession. You Coming off the knee injury, now he injures his shoulder. A disappointing yes. senior year for him. And, well, you feel for the – you said it. He is as tough as they come. But And you know what he's doing right now? Coaching up Jack Dawson. Yep. They're over there talking. Schramer's going to take it. And he's, this time it's a little bit deeper in the end zone. He'll take it on a knee, and the Tigers will get it at their own 25. But they're down 35-13 to 13 with 8-11 to go. Oh, this turned into a route in the course of – Less than a quarter. Florida State was so much a part of this. Oh, 6.44 to go. They're only down eight and got a stop. We're going to get the ball back, a chance to maybe tie it if you can convert on for a two-point conversion. And I go back to the first half when the Tigers didn't score on a, on a tipped ball in the, in the red zone, missed a field goal. They had uh, the pick that ended up being uh, – Florida State – in a lot of ways, lost this game in the first half. Jack Dawson, the quarterback, steps up in the pocket, rolls to his right, fires a bullet that is dropped by, oh, now they're going to say intercepted. No. Nope. Or are they? Manny Ramsey had it. A loper came out of there with it. What do we have? The far side no. official says interception. Third interception thrown by the Tigers tonight. They are minus seven in turnover margin this year. That's a stat they own in the positive and significantly positive numbers for a long, long time, but not this year. And Well, the Lopers, and you know they're not taking their foot off the gas. They'll start at the Tiger 32-yard line. That is three giveaways by the Tigers tonight. It's one play, and now the defense is back out there, and they've been beaten over the top twice on the last two drives for touchdowns. Ramsey had it, and I didn't see who took it away from him, but... Lopers get it back. The Tigers quarterbacks have been trying to put these the passes into some too tight of spots. Davis in the shotgun. He's going to hand it off to Torres on an end around. This was a big play early last week against Central Missouri, and he gets it inside the 30 to the 25. McCall Williams hit on that stop. They're going to say out of bounds at the 27, so a five-yard gain on first down for Carney. They are in control of this one up 35-13. With 7.51 to go, their head coach, Josh Lynn's done a remarkable job. He's 0-5 against Forday State, 0-4 as the Lopers head coach, and, of course, lost in the Champs Heart of Texas Bowl down in Texas before taking this Carney job. That was before the Tigers made those two playoff appearances. This Loper team hoping to get back. They've got one loss 
They won a first-round game and got beat by a good Angelo State team in the second round. Davis got to keep it. Quarterback little juke move, and it's brought down for a short gain to the 32-yard line. Fort A. State pursued it well. Nathan Perez there to make that tackle at the 26-yard line. So it's a one-yard gain, and now it's third down and four for UNK. We have not seen Gavin Hazelhorse return. He made a tackle, a big play earlier, and then kind of limped off, and he's not back. So much of that that play of getting to the outside for T.J. Davis, option or otherwise, is what does the Tiger cornerback do? And if he gets that that jam on the wide receiver, it gives them an opportunity to make the tackle before the play gets going. Third down and four for the Lopers at the Tiger 27. They lead 35-13. to 13. Davis runs an option play to the right. Quarterback keeps. He's got a first down inside the 20 that just slides out of bounds at the 19-yard line. Pursuit and pressure from... Mason Perez has had another big game, but that'll be enough for a first down for UNK, and they've been much better on third down. Now seven for 13. Yeah, they were one for seven, Gerard. Yeah. They're six for their last six. Third down to the 19-yard line. Our fourth quarter brought to you by Ghost. Feel good energy drinks with no sugar, no artificial colors, and no BFs. Enjoy Ghost energy drinks today. And after starting one of five passing for two yards, their quarterback is five of his last eight for 137 and three touchdowns. Man, he's, yeah, they weren't even looking to throw early. Kind of worn down that defense. First and 10, they're down to the 19 in no hurry. Play clock at five. We're down to six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Hand off to Kearns up the middle. He's got a hole. He bangs into a couple of Tigers. He's inside the 15 and all the way down to about the 12. McCall Williams in there on that four-day state stop. We're going to mark him at the 13. That's a six-yard gain on first down for Nebraska Kearney. Well on their way to the win here tonight, leading 35-13. to 13. They've owned this fourth quarter in about the last six minutes of the third. And Nebraska Kearney starting to rotate offensive linemen in and out during this game. And Nate Bartling comes in for Justin Antoni out of Colorado Springs, Doherty High. Two receivers split here to the near side. A.J. McPhee in. He hasn't played much tonight. Also Landon Thompson. They're split to the left. Empty backfield. Nope. I take that back. Uh, Davis was at the line of scrimmage calling a play. Hands it off to Kearns. Tries to stretch it left. Turns the corner to the 10. Stiff arms a Tiger. And then Devin White throws him out of bounds at the two-yard line. I think they may mark him back goal. at the six. We'll see. Yeah, six Okay, they're going to say the six. Yeah, the first official lineup of the two, so they... Mark it at the six. Either way, it is a first down for the Lopers. First and goal at the Tigers' six. Down to 4.55 and counting. Well, the Tigers had contained. Miles Menges was on this right side of the defense. He had contained, and he was ready to make the tackle. And somebody came late and knocked him out of the way. Two receivers right this time for Davis. Takes the snap. Going to be a free play. Throws at the back of the end zone. Sliding two penalties. Tigers are going to be offsides, and I think we're getting an interference call on... Travion Mitchell in the back of the end zone. There's a flag at the line of scrimmage and a flag at the end of the play in the end zone. This may be double fouls on the Tigers. Man, the train has not only left the tracks, it's tumbling down the ravine right now. Long discussion by all but one official. Out back of the 15-yard line. Well, he's the guy that had to go run and get the football after it bounced away. <laughs> hey, wait for me, guys. I want to converse. Offsides on Octavius Bowie has declined. Pass interference, Travion Mitchell. It'll be first and goal. 
That'll be half the distance down to the two-yard line. The ball, I guess it was in the end zone, so they get it at the two. For Fort Hay State, that is penalty number seven of the night. Lopers have been called for two. None bigger on the Tigers in that offside. You got a sack. You were going to get the ball in good shape down by eight and still over six and a half minutes left in the third. Here's a keeper by Davis. The quarterback gets hit hard, lunges inside the one. He is short of the goal line. And some altercations after the play. Yeah, that is one of the new offensive linemen in from Nebraska. Carney apparently trying to make a name for himself. Taking out McCall Williams well after the play. Tigers have not had Gavin Hazelhorse here in the last couple of possessions. Judson Wiltfong has been in a DN. Well, Gavin had a good game again tonight. Hopefully it's nothing too severe. Jackson Jeremiah Trotter had returned, or Jeremiah Jackson Trotter returning after and he was the guy who got that sack, but it was taken away because of the penalty. Second and goal from inside the one. Davis spins out of a tackle from Menges. Tigers try to bottle him up. He runs all the way back to the 15 and is taken down. Judson Wiltfog came in to sack him all the way back at the 15-yard line. It's a loss of 14. They may not rule that a sack because it was a run by the quarterback. It'll just be a tackle for loss, but it's all the way back to the 15. The Tigers had him bottled up. He broke out of it initially, but Wiltfong stood his ground and has a big tackle for loss, a loss of 14 yards. Yeah, good job by Wilt Fong not to overrun the play. He's not the only one that didn't, and he'll come out of the game after making that tackle. Tiger football brought to you by the Taco Shop. You can order by phone, use the app, pick up for delivery, or even dine in. The Taco Shop, they've been a Hayes tradition since 1970. You've never had it so good. 309 to play. Lopers up 35-13 here in the fourth. Davis to the end zone. Ball batted up into the air. He catches his own deflection. He's trying to run, and then he falls down to the 21. The ball popped free. Tigers recovered it, but the ground caused the fumble. A Tiger batted that one free at the line of scrimmage. Now the Loper fans, and Davis is slow to get up. I think he hurt himself when he was sliding to the ground. The ball was free, and the Tigers are trying to dive on the loose football. They landed on Davis. Somebody batted it down to the line of scrimmage. Davis caught the deflection and is taken down all the way back of the 26, 21. Carney had it second and goal from the one. Now it's fourth and goal from the 21. And and Davis with some words for Fort Hay State. But to Fort Hay State's credit, when Davis went down to a knee, the officials didn't blow their whistle. No. That that play was still alive. Well, and and because, the ball did pop free, so they were right. trying to dive on the ball and not the quarterback. And I think Nebraska Carney was just waiting to wind the clock down to take a timeout yeah, and take do. as much time off. But th- that, that one, it, when the knee goes down, there has to be whistles. Yeah. There has to be whistles quick. So Lopers call their timeout. That's their first used of the second half. Four-day state back at home. Next Saturday night, homecoming to take on Washburn, who lost today at home to Emporia State, 42-35. to And, boy, the Hornets coming on strong. They're now 3-2. and two. Now, their they're season play, did start well. They've started slow, but, boy, they're playing well. Kearney losing at home to Nebraska Kearney two weeks ago. So they had won eight consecutive home games, had the, low, had the uh, Ichabods, and now they've dropped two straight at home. Fort A. State's going to be trying to end a five-game home losing streak when they play Emporia, or play a Washburn next Saturday night. Hope to see you out of the stadium. Get your tickets, FHSUathletics.com. You can use the FHSU Athletics app or stop by the athletic department. This will be a 39-yard field goal attempt. 
from Junior Gonzalez. Ball almost right smack dab in the middle of the field. Tigers got a hand on a punt earlier today. Good snap, hold is down, the kick is up, and it's got the distance, and it is good. So 39-yard field goal with 2.06 to go. And Nebraska Kearney now leads 38-13, to and you said it. You're going to look at this final score and say, wow, Fort A. State got to run out of the building. Anything but. It was a one-point game with 6.44 to play in the third. Tigers got a sack on fourth on third down at 20. But someone was apparently lined up in the neutral zone. Lopers got new life. They converted on third and 15. And an eight-point game has turned into a 38-13 lead. 2.06 to go. Credit the defense for not giving up a touchdown after the offense went what on the interception one on that play. first play yeah, one play and the defense came right back out and that that ball was all the way down at the one or two yard line after the pass interference in the end zone and the Tigers turned away TJ Davis rushing turned it into a loss batted down a pass Tiger defense has been put in an oh. impossible situation and, and don't get me wrong the Tiger defense has given up three touchdowns oh, three yeah. over-the-top touchdowns that's still 21 points that's 21 13 I get it I, I really do but they've been put in some bad situations tonight for 10 points 38-13, Lopers, 2.06 to go. Schramer back in the end zone. It's going to be a line drive squib kick. It lands at the 15. Schramer takes it on a run at the 10. He's at the 20. 25, still on his feet, all the way out and across to the 30-yard line. So, Fort A. State's going to have good field position that time. After Schramer had the return all the way from the inside the end zone to the 31, they kind of squibbed it. He had to come up to the 10 to field it and brings it out to the 30, and that's where the Tigers will have it. Only a minute 59 to play. They trail the Lopers 38-13. to 13. The starting field position for Kearney three times tonight they have started. Let me go back. There's even one more than that. They have started on the positive side of the field four times and at the 50-yard line tonight. And the one at the 50, they had a punt. That was the first possession of the third quarter. There's a pass play caught by Manny Ramsey. Breaks a tackle. He's at midfield to the Loper 45 and knocked out of bounds on the completion from Jack Dawson. Marked out of bounds at the Loper 45-yard line. So a big night for Manny Ramsey as uh, he's able to take it into Loper territory as Manny hauls in his ninth catch of the seat game for over 100 yards. Until that play, the Tigers had 94 yards of offense in the second half. That's a 25-yard pass completion to Ramsey. They're in Loper territory. Dawson to throw, being flushed from the pocket, throws it late. He's looking downfield for Ramsey. It's incomplete. They grabbed his jersey right in front of an official. It looked like they reached out and grabbed his jersey, but no flag called. Incomplete, second down. Ramsey, now nine catches and 118 yards in the ball game. So another 100-yard game for Manny Ramsey. That's his ninth 100-yard game. He's third all-time in Fort A. State history for 100-yard receiving games. Second down at 10. There's Brown, a slant pattern, and Dawson Brown has it inside the 35. In fact, down to about the 29-yard line. So that'll be a completion of 16 yards. That'll move the chains. First and 10 Tigers, a minute 33 remaining in this one. Fort A. State trying to get a cosmetic touchdown here late. That last field goal drive, 10 plays, 
for 11 yards for Nebraska Kearney after they stopped the Tigers on fourth down. Second or first and 10. Dawson in the pocket. Now rolls to his right, trying to buy time. Throws it across the middle. Caught by Ramsey in traffic. Still on his feet inside the 15 and down to about the 13-yard line. What a catch. Once again by Manny Ramsey in traffic. There were three lopers around him. Seth Holt makes that tackle. When that ball was thrown, I thought it was a terrible decision. But Ramsey goes up and pulls it in down to the 13-yard line. That's a 16-yard pass completion. First and 10 Tigers. They're down to the Loper 13-yard line. We're inside a minute to play in the game. Dawson throws in and out of the hands. That one time he zipped that one through Ramsey's hands at the 8-yard line. A little bit too much on that. It was a John Elway-like bullet. Incomplete, second and 10. Stops the clock, 47 seconds to play. Yeah, I was trying to get it to Ramsey quick on that slant, and if it's on time, it's a walk-in touchdown. Three receivers left, two to the right. Empty backfield for Dawson, in for Fuller, who has an apparent shoulder injury. Dawson to throw. Now he starts to run, throws it behind the intended target. That was Dawson Brown, the second, and throws it late and throws it behind him. And now it's third down and 10 for the Loper 13 with 43 seconds to play. Really good pocket presence by Dawson. There was two blitzing linebackers coming off the edge. Strotter picked one of them up. And Dawson was able to climb up in that pocket. He just had to get rid of it too soon before that route developed over the middle. Lopers trying to move to 4-1. and one. They're 43 seconds away from doing so after their tremendous season a year ago in which they made a run in the postseason. 38-13 here. Dawson throws. It's in the flat. Caught by Brown. Spins off two tackles of the five. Gets down inside the five and down to about the two. It'll be a first and goal as they convert on third down and pick up 11. That was a three-yard route and a 10-yard run after to get the first down. Dawson Brown caught his first career touchdown pass earlier in the ballgame. That pulled the Tigers to within one. He split to the right. Handoff Soto up the middle. Is he in? No, he's down just short of the goal line. It'll be second and goal. 19 seconds and counting. Tigers down 38-13. to They may have two more plays left. Down to 12. They're inside the one. Handoff Soto again. He lunges forward. He did not get in again. Five seconds left, and that's going to be the ball game. They need 40. a signal. There's been no signal the from clock the officials run yet. Out. The clock has run out. No signal yet. Apparently no touchdown. But I was really well, now the officials. Four days called timeout. The officials. Four seconds left. Yeah, four days tell- called timeout. Okay, there you go. Everybody. The officials tell the Lopers to get back on the sideline. Timeout Tigers. Well, the clock operator is now the sideline, including the head coach for Nebraska Kearney, signaling over at the Fort Hay State sideline. Quite demonstrative tonight, the entire night. A lot of frustration for Kearney. They've lost nine consecutive games to Fort A State. They haven't beaten the Tigers since 2010. This is going to be their first win at home over Fort A State in 20 years. They haven't played every year. Tigers have two seconds left. They've got it inside the one. This will be the final play of the game. It'll be second down and one. Soto to the right of Dawson. Tigers trying to score here at the end of the game. Throw to the end zone is going to be caught. That's Kale Carmody. On a one-yard touchdown catch from Jack Dawson, 
Gail Carmody with his first career touchdown reception, and there's still one second left. It's 38-19. to 19. Which, by the way, is impossible by the rules of the NCAA. Plays have to take a minimum three seconds. You ran into the, an MIAA official in the hallway at halftime, and they were trying to find the uh, clock operator. Uh, they were not happy with how the 25-second play clock and the 40-second play clock was run in the first half. Here's the extra point attempt from Aguiar. He just needs to hit this here to get his confidence back. And the kick is good. Remember the Pitt State game back at home right before halftime? How many years ago? And Pitt State was trying to run up and clock the ball, but there has to be a minimum of three or four seconds on the clock. There's no play in college football, according to the NCAA rules, that can take less than those three or four seconds. But Fort A. State just ran a play in one second. Uh, including a rollout. That was a, a handoff and a rollout. There was two seconds on the clock. There, so there was a play action, a rollout to the right side, a pass to the end zone, and the Tigers did that in one second. Like, so, I, at this point, I'm surprised that the Nebraska Carney coach isn't turning around, looking up the booth to the, to the clock operator and go, guys, it's, it's a home game. G- give us some love. He is not happy right now. He's talking to the field judge, and he's kind of, gestures up to the press box. I don't think he was happy with four-day state calling that timeout there at the end, but it's 38 to 20. One second left. So four-day state will kick this one away unless it goes out of bounds or it's a touchback. Oh, this should yeah. be the please, ball game. Please do one of those two. <laughs> I want to see the reaction of that. 38 to 20 Lopers. This, again, this final score not indicative of this game. It was a really good game. Four-day state was right there with the 23rd-ranked Lopers, but once again, too many miscues, and they could not overcome them. A long, long wait here to kick this ball off. Parker Jenke's been ready to go for a while. Tigers have two kickers out there. Manny Aguilar's out there, too. Correct, looking to kick an onside kick. (laughs) Well, that'll fuel the rivalry. Aguilar and Jenke both out there. They line up like it's an onside kick. And, and Nebraska Carney just took Carney a timeout. Carney called a timeout. Oh, boy, we got some gamesmanship going on right now. And the Loper players all clapping. Wow, four-day state was attempting an onside kick, and the Lopers called the timeout. Oh, boy. We talk about how big of a rivalry is this. And obviously with Pitt State and Washburn and Emporia State, but for all those RMAC years, this was a huge rivalry. And I think you can say... The rivalry, it's been back, but it's definitely back here. Carney's going to win it in a nine-game skid. So we have a timeout with one second remaining. Hey, join us at postgame. There'll be a lot to talk about. Dustin will chat with the head coach. Jonathan Zweiger will grab a couple of players. We'll get their reaction. This game was 14-13 to with 6.44 to go. Tigers had just scored. Lopers got a touchdown at the 2.21 mark. It was 21-13. It was early fourth quarter, and Fort A. State got a stop on third and 20, but they were called for offsides. Lopers got new life. They converted on third and 15. They ended up eating almost six and a half minutes off the clock, scored to go up 28-13. They've tacked on a touchdown to the field goal since, and now it's 38-20. So it was an eight-point game in the fourth, and it looked like Fort A. State was going to get the ball back. In good shape. I usually don't watch sideline or the post-game handshakes. Oh, I think I want to check this one out. No, it'll be an onside kick by Janky. It takes a big bounce. Lopers fall on it, and that will be the ball. Wait. And now a flag is Wait. thrown at the end of the play by the back judge. 
There's a flag on the field. Of course there is. Josh Lynn cannot believe it. This is going to be on the Loper sideline, I think. I'm not sure. He has got his team fired up, though. They're walking out to shake hands. I think Fort A. State may have been offsides. That might be what this is. The teams are lining up. Yep, Lopers declined it. Josh Lynn and Chris Brown, they really like each other. In fact, they embrace at midfield. Chris Brown telling us he really likes the Loper head coach. So he was a little bit frustrated, but he doesn't appear to show it as he goes out and talks to head coach Chris Brown. Nebraska Carney with a win tonight, ending a lot of frustration. Snaps a nine-game losing streak to the Tigers. A five-game home losing streak to Fort A. State. They get their first win over the Tigers since 2010. Their first win here at Cope Stadium Foster Field over Fort A. State since 2002. 38-20. The final score, Nebraska Kearney knocks off the Fort A. State Tigers. Stay with us. Our post-game show is next. This is Four-day state football on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PWC. Thanks, Gerard. A game coach that just seemed to unravel rather quickly in the fourth quarter, really. Yeah, it did. You know, I thought we played pretty well through the first half. I mean, still some opportunities that we let go. Um, you know, throwing a couple, throw a pick here and there, and leads to points and you know things like that. You know, he missed a field goal before the half to make it. You know, 17 or what, 17 10 or something at that point, or, or 14, 14 10. And we're still in that game. But again, it's just us understanding adversity and facing adversity head on and, and just playing football and getting after it. Sometimes I just feel like when we get behind, we lose confidence. But we are a very good football team. But again, we're a very young football team. And again, I don't want to make that an excuse. A lot of guys that haven't got a lot of playing time since they've been here. And yeah, but there are some guys out there really playing hard and getting after it. There are some guys that are out there getting after it every single play. Well, I was going to ask you about that because it seemed like for the first two and a half quarters, maybe even three full quarters, guys flying around, making plays, and then a couple of bad things happen. It seemed like a lot of kids second-guessing themselves then. A little bit, but, I mean, when your defense on the field, as long as you're, I'm sure the, the time of possession is tremendous for, for, for Carney, and I'm sure ours isn't. And, uh, you know, our offense has got to put – when you play a team like this, 20 points is not going to win a ball game because they're going to put some points on the board. And, I mean, that's been all year. we got to find a way to get points on the board and quit making excuses and hold each other accountable. And, you know, we'll try to keep working. We'll keep practicing every single day like we, we have been and getting after them and teaching them and coaching them. But at some point they got to take some ownership and do the things we ask them to do. We've talked about this before, but it's such a fine line between winning and losing in this league, and that fine line is making mistakes and just too many mistakes made tonight. Yeah, too many. And, then, you know, that – Last play with the little flea flicker was a heck of a call by them to to make that to take the lead a little bit farther through it for them. And uh, but it is, it's fine line, you know, mistakes, mistakes, turnovers, those things like that. I don't know if we had a turnover tonight or not, but I know we turned the ball over a couple times that led to a points. And you know we can't have those things and a couple drop passes here and there, and you know maybe missing a block here and there, too much pressure on our quarterback. But again, these guys, we got to look at ourselves in the mirror, figure it out. Now it's a six-game season. What are you going to do these next six games? And are they all winnable? Yes, they are. If we play like we did the first quarter and got after it and pinned our ears back and didn't come out hesitant, we'll be all right. But if not, and they, they whine and cry and pout about these things, it's going to be a long season. Saw Chance Fuller not kind of seem have some issues with his left shoulder or something towards the end of the game. Where, where is he at at the end of this thing? 
Uh, we'll see. You know, we'll get him to the doctor tomorrow and or get him looked at tomorrow. Then hopefully Monday a little bit more with some x-rays and things like that. But, you know, hopefully this isn't, you know, something that's going to hold him out next week. But, you know, if it is, it's the next guy up. So, Jack, here we go. Take this team on your shoulders and, and let's go to work. But we're hoping Chance gets back. And he's a great kid, great football player. I mean, he competes every single play. And it doesn't matter how hard you hit him, he's going to get his butt back up. And uh, that's what I love about Chance. He's tough. we got to find some more guys on this team that are tough. Coach Lynn has done an amazing job here at Nebraska Kearney in a short amount of time. What has allowed him to do that? He's a great coach, and he's, he's you know he's been able to get some some great players on his team as well. It's, it's nice to have T.J. Davis as well, <laughs> yeah. which you know he is electric, and I try to say that all week. He's electric, and he can make a lot of things happen. He can extend plays tremendously. I mean, I'm sure some of those plays lasted 20, 25 seconds, just the way he's able to move around and scramble. Um, and they do a good job of mixing things up, and, and their play action is good too. So, uh, and he's built a solid defense behind it. You know that doesn't give up a lot of points and keeps things in front, and, and don't give you, up, you know, doesn't give up big plays. So, you know, hats off to him. And he's he's a great coach at Eastern New Mexico, and he's a great coach in this conference as well. Coach, appreciate the time. Thank you. Gerard here with Manny Ramsey, and Manny just unfortunate. Uh, guys were back and forth in the first half. Just kind of that second half, a little bit of the difference to come up short. Yeah, you know, they're a great team, first of all, and they, they played well tonight, but, you know, we have to do better on offensively. Um, you know, we need to score points as, as much as we can, obviously, and, uh, you know, we kind of felt like we were slacking the second half, and, and it starts with the offense for sure. And what did they do different? Did they do anything different, or what did you see? Um, they didn't really do anything different. Um, you know, we just came out and couldn't execute. The coaches put us in a great spot. And I felt just like uh, we, we couldn't get what we wanted. Obviously, unfortunately, a loss. But you again have another 100-yard game, your third in uh, Fort Hayes history, and the number of 100-yard games. I know it doesn't mean a lot in a loss, but uh, for you and your legacy, that's uh, got to be something cool. I would imagine you'll think about in the future. Right, yeah, it's always a good thing to go over 100 yards. But kind of like you said, uh, you know, I'd, I'd take zero yards in a win here. So, I mean, it's not all about the personal stats. It's about the WNL, and tonight we took it out. What do you take forward from this one after a loss? I know it's tough trying to rebound as you go home. Um, just got to keep working. You know, we still we still have six games left, and, you know, this thing isn't over. I'm a senior, so I'm looking forward to all six games. we got to come come to work on practice on Monday. And I know we've talked about that. You being a senior, it means a lot to you. And so uh, how much is it just pride trying to get this program back where you know it can be? Yeah, it means everything. Uh, you know, you never want to be the letdown of, you know, Fort Hayes is a great place, and, uh, um, you know, it's my job as a captain to get these guys going, and that's what I plan to do. Very good. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Back to you, Gerard. Gerard here with linebacker Mikael Williams. And Mikael, obviously, not the outcome you would like to see as you guys come up short, played them tough in the first half. Just the big plays there kind of seemed like a wore it down and allowed them to pull away. Uh, just a little mistakes, man. Uh, we played them. We played their run real well. With a quarterback like that, I think that's probably the best we played physically and mentally, just staying home and true. Just the small mistakes killed us, killed us tonight. Dad, how frustrating is it to know that, you know, this is a top 25-ranked team and, and your defense was in it. You just make a, a couple of mistakes, including one, uh, you know, looked like somebody, I guess, was lined up in the neutral zone or something. But just to know that you're just right there, it's just those mistakes. Uh, we just know we just know what we're capable of. Like, yeah, those mistakes those are big mistakes, but we never fold. Like, we're going to keep playing until the end of the game. And that's one thing we've always talked about, even with just other losses. We'll finish the game no matter what. And you talked about their mobile quarterback. It seemed like you guys did a pretty good job against him, keeping him contained. No, he got his, but he always does. But it seemed like you kept him contained pretty well. Yes, we did. We just contained him the whole game. It's like you said, like, that was the game plan. Keep him contained. 
keep him from doing and making plays, but like the little mistakes, he can throw the ball a little bit, but other than that, I feel like we did a great job containing him. How about going forward now, obviously, trying to rebound from a loss to a really good team. Tom coming next week, you go home. What do you got to see from your group next week? Uh, just the same thing, playing hard, playing to the end of the game. Just critique the little things in practice this week, practice harder, and then we'll get the outcome that we want. It's coming. All right, very good. Thank you. Thank you. Back to you, Gerard.